おかかえせかかせかせかふふぴ。Thank you, Bishop. Hey, gang, just a disclaimer before we get started here. Tori T took my pad. So, I can't trigger any effects. So, I had to go back in and actually add just some theme music for like the games and the intro and whatever. So, you're going to hear just stuff like the applause and crap like that that's going to be picked up by the microphone. I just didn't go through and put in all the effects because I thought that was too tedious. And it's a podcast, not a show on NPR. Although maybe I should treat it like that. Although I don't think that this would make a great NPR show. Anyways, fucking Tori T fucked us. So <laughs> that's definitely not for NPR. But Tori T took the trigger pad, my little drum pad that I usually use to trigger stuff. So I couldn't trigger anything other than from my mouse. So you're just going to hear stuff that the mic picked up. Um, also, I'm going to be on Tori T. Tori T has a new podcast. You should check that out. It's called the PNS Podcast. Yes, the penis, prog- bleh, the penis podcast. And I'll be sitting in with those cats uh, this Saturday, which will be, I guess, tomorrow, the 31st. No, July 1st. But whenever they release it, I don't know. Anyways, today is the 30th. So that's just a disclaimer before we get started. This is one of the last podcasts I'm doing in my studio in San Diego, OB, in the bootio. So um, very, uh, very sad to see my studio go. So you guys enjoy the Varigolds, Ben and Craig. These guys are awesome and they're very talkative and just what you want out of a guest on a podcast. All right, so let's cue that goddamn music. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guests are Craig and Ben of the Varigolds. And Offbeat is getting drunk with some guy from Fortunate Youth. And it's me, Mikey P. Oh, and I don't have my pad. And we're going to start over again. Okay, no, we're not. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to cue the art. All right, well, I'm not going to even touch that because it's fucking poison. Oh my God. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. It has been a stressful week for me. I'm getting ready to move. So everything has just been、uh, a whirlwind. And plus, my son has decided to just be an asshole all week. He, just, he, ugh, he, <laughs> he decided today to take some precious shells from my new roommate, who is a chode.、Uh, Gonna throw that in there.、Uh, and he took these precious, he's a marine biologist, and he took this, these precious collectible, I guess, shells that he had just lying around. 
um, and just started smashing them and stomping them into the ground. He did like five or six before I caught him. So he's feeling the move. Um, he's three, so whatever. Kids act out. Um, let's see. I actually just got picked up for a couple gigs this weekend. So if you are at the Kraken, I'll be playing with the Toga Band uh, this Saturday, whatever the date is. Uh, doesn't matter. And then Sunday at the Whiskey Girl. So I was supposed to leave su- Saturday, but now I'm going to leave Monday morning because I'm going to pick up a couple extra bucks here just uh, before I leave town and head up to Seattle and I think we're going to San Francisco, too. I don't remember the dates. Whatever. You can check the website, rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Check it out, and it'll show all the tour dates. Um, Let's see. The 21st. um, This is stupid. I don't know why I didn't just have this queued up here. Let me see. I have... Excuse me while I open up my Google calendars so I can look at this stupid date nope that's not it okay so it's thursday the 13th skanks roots project will be heading out to salt lake say utah at the royal for their reggae night and then friday in ogden at the lighthouse ogden utah then we're headed back and um and then i got one last show with the concrete project at thc at um on friday july 21st so that is that for for uh, San Diego, and then I will be off to Detroit. Well, kind of. Anyways, enough with me because I am not that interesting just sitting here mumbling into a microphone. Let me see. Uh, let me see if this is the right one. Uh, fuck, that is not the right one. Okay, sorry, guys. We're going to get this. Please bring up, welcome our guests, Ben and Craig. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, go ahead, squeeze on in here, gentlemen. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, it's okay. This fucking. Thank you for the applause, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> kids in the audience. Appreciate that. Yeah, they the audience is actually trained to, to slowly uh, lower in volume. As uh, never mind, I don't know. I'm just it's a warm, warm welcome. <laughs> it's very warm. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming out. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you for having us, man. Among the craziness and whirlwind of nut shit. I can't even talk. I've been sleeping in a van for the last two nights because I'm trying to get used to living in a van because I'm about to live in my van for the next like three months as I travel the country. So I haven't been really getting a lot of sleep. So I'm just so if I'm just here stammering at you guys, yeah, you could just slap me on the back of the head and we'll we'll, we'll continue. Wow, wow, so I, I just I just want you guys to know that before we get into this, it makes but, it a little more risque. You yeah, know? you know. <laughs> so. Don't know what's gonna happen or what you're gonna throw <laughs> at us, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I heard you guys' new single actually, and I, I dug it. Um, can you guys tell us a little bit about it because you guys got like a cool producer on it, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, our single's called Walk on Water, and uh, we the producer on it is Ed Stasium, and he's a guy, he lives out in Poway, 
uh, Jenna, our singer, met him at the Music Box at a Bob Moses show. Oh, you ever heard oh, of Bob Moses? I have heard of Bob Moses. You know, I, she she she's like occasionally. I say once a year, she hips me to like some group. Uh-huh. Uh, but the la- the year before that, it was La Femme out of Paris, and now it's been Bob Moses like okay. for the last you know five months or so. And she was super hot on him, but she couldn't convince me enough to go to that show. She ended <laughs> up going to the show and um, was hanging out backstage. She's just that kind of fairy child that she, she just, makes it happen. She, she just drifts into any situation. She, she does. Okay. She drifts. She, does, she didn't have a hookup. She drifts. <laughs> no. Nice. And, uh, and then she met uh, our, our producer, Ed, um, who they call Uncle Eddie. Uh, all the Bob Moses guys do. Um, because the reason why he was there, he lives in Poway, but he was there because... A um, he's one of the guys in the band. He's good friends with the dad. Oh, uh, from okay. going back like way way back from the just music industry days, I guess. Right. And um, Eddie, Uncle Eddie, uh, he's <laughs> responsible for uh, producing and recording the Ramones and the Talking Heads. Um, the Talking Heads album he did was uh, the one. I'm I'm kind of a bad Talking Heads person, but Me the too. the one I know is um god damn what's that song from the from like the late 80s or the 80s the main one their their main uh, like, drag m- though like like how did i get yourself. here yeah and you might oh, find oh, yourself, you might find oh, yourself. Shit, i'm not even talking about that one though oh okay I'm, nice yeah it's the and one that is the one that goes uh oh psycho killer hello Psych- psycho killer f- thank you it had a resurgence on like the radio like maybe four years ago or something randomly like i don't know why here in san diego yeah nine for nine or something and it was the live version of it and it was like yeah yeah i do remember that actually I can curse, right? Yes. yes. Sometimes. It's the internet. You can do almost <laughs> no, anything. Now, wait a minute, Craig. I <laughs> know <laughs> I try to keep it PG for the kids, you know. Oh shit. <laughs> no. But anyways, yeah, so so she they hit it off. Um they went out to lunch. She showed him some of the music. He was interested in it and he he loved the album. He came over to our practice and and was basically like Hey, like I love your album. I would really love to work with you guys and he basically like was just very like I would love to work with you and wow. kind of, and that would, and I, I did my research. I found out who he was yeah. and that, he, and I was just, that was the most humbling and like, uh, val, you know, kind of like validating experience um, ever. Yeah. I would say. So, totally, man. Like, I, Cause I'm, I'm a, I'm, I come from the like kind of punk backgrounds yeah. where I was in a Scott punk band back in high school, nice. back in the Valley. Hell and yeah. I just like, I wouldn't say the Ramones were like my big inspiration. Uh, unfortunately, it would more be like Goldfinger or, okay. you know, because I was part of that SoCal wave. You okay, know? okay, yeah, um, yeah. But I still, I know I, I know my music history enough to know what the Ramones did and how they paved the way for Green Day and literally every, right. you know, punk band that exactly. exists. Yeah, Garage slash sure, punk, man. whatever. Hell yeah. <laughs> So so you so he so he came over and just started flirting with you guys and being like hey what's up it's like and a girl coming I know because he comes by very honestly he's he's detached himself from the music business oh okay that's he lives out in Poway and he he lives by himself on a ranch and he has a studio set up there like permanently just in his house and he just kind of records what he wants to record and. And like, so, you know. so you guys recorded at his studio? Yes. Oh, tight. Yeah. So we, so with "Walk on Water," um, that was the first song that um, that he heard, and we went up to Poway. He said, after you know, he said, he said, "Come on up to my house, mm-hmm. and you know, and let let's let's get things going." Yeah. So what? Because I know producers can run a a, a bunch of roles, like uh, depending on the band. 
what role did he play like how did he influence that song i mean i imagine you guys wrote it and then had it sort of put together and structured what was sort of like the special uncle eddie touch that he brought to it well you know he actually had a few uh, suggestions to change around the um you know arrangement <clears throat> and he he plays a good bass and he he actually had a, a whole little bass part that he created and did that for our recording and you know it changed everything a little bit to work around that okay so so he came in with a new bass line yeah and i do have to uh, uh, say that originally we had recorded this song with ben moore at um, singing serpent over in kensington okay and ben had reached out to us on facebook and said hey like you know i'm hip to your guys this was at the end of last year and you know would you guys want to work together and i i was familiar with ben from his work with um pocket actually okay. i love that pocket album that he did and style tones and that, that uh -huh. kind of stuff so I, I was i knew him and i and i i'm like oh yeah this guy's cool we got to do the meeting immediately so we met with him he recorded he recorded the drums and he also did the initial production in the breakdown like the marimba part where there's all these swells and crazy kind of trip stuff going yeah, yeah. on he kind of like created that that was his creative oh, that he okay, added to okay. it so he did that's why <clears throat> excuse me that's why we in you know in the credits it was like really awkward uh, or not really awkward but it was like ed was really concerned with giving ben uh the proper credit because he appreciated what ben had laid down on the track mm -hmm. in terms of his recording of the drums and also just like literally that magic that that he added to that right, breakdown right. section which kind of takes it into a, a new world you know and um but yeah and but so we were about to release it but then the whole <laughs> that, that whole yeah the music box story thing happened yeah, and yeah. the turn of fate and events and it's like well you gotta you gotta give this a shot you know so did you guys take some of the raw tracks from those recordings with um what, you said Ben, right? Yeah. yeah. And then take it out to Uncle, Uncle Eddie. Is that right? Or <laughs> did we take the rod? We, did we take or did the you just redo well, everything? I think that we had, uh, there was a, we the, had, mix yeah. that, the mix that we had going had um, Ben Moore's influence already in it, you know? Mm. That was um, mm -hmm. that was the new, and then we still kept going with that. So that's in there, I think. Yeah. And I, and like, I, basically... I, I think Ed, yeah, Ed, 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 Uncle Eddie, he he heard all he heard this stuff, yeah. and he's like, he basically decided he wanted to re-record re everything. everything. Yeah, start he, from he scratch. He wanted to do it from scratch, but he he liked the drums, and I and it's which is weird because we recorded another single with him using his drum kit that's all set up and all pre-miked, and yeah, no, he just I mean he gives up. I mean, dude, Ben. So right after we left the studio with Ben, yeah. Toro Imoy was oh. going into the studio. I forgot the guy's name, but. He was going to see it with the Matson too, and they oh. cut their latest um, their latest collaboration that they just released. And he's like, he, he bet you could tell Ben was pretty excited about yeah, it. And yeah. I and I love that. I he got me I, that, that I was like, oh, Tormo, I've heard of that. Yeah, but yeah. I've gotten deeper and deeper into that. And my goodness, d d yeah. genius comes out of that, really, dude. You know? <laughs> isn't that just like a single person, like a, one yes. dude? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Exactly. That, yeah. That's that, just it, it's, kind, it's kind of like a tame Impala, though. It's all Kevin Parker, but he okay. it's just like right. You get, he surrounds himself with great players, which there's a lot of improv improvisational jams that happen in the music, mm. but he, he definitely produces it and kind of focuses it. Right. However, you could tell he's one of those collaborators that opens up his world to 
all of the improvisation mm. of around him and and that's i think what that that project represents you know right on yeah. so with this new song is it okay if we play it oh if we yeah. play the new song yeah it'd be okay. awesome man so we're gonna listen to the new song and what, what's it called again i'm sorry it's called the uh, walk on water okay i listened to it like when it first came out so it's been a while so let's take a listen to it and we'll be right back walk on the water and you show me how bones seem to remember why you came
back. Good shit. Hello. Well, I'll be. <laughs> well, I'll be. Um, so I was interested in uh, how would you do the marimba parts um, live? How would you take that to a live setting? So the marimba was created on my uh, Roland SPDF. Help me with that. Is that, do you yeah. know the name of that? Yeah. No. The, whatever the Roland pad that all the indie kids are yeah, using yeah, yeah, nowadays. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, um, so I, yeah, it has a great, great sound. So I, I was playing that pattern and that's what was on the recording. Uh-huh. So it is a, it is a, a marimba. It's not the live analog marimba that yeah, we all love to have in <laughs> the studio, <laughs> studio secrets. <laughs> but, um, no. And, and so live we're, we're actually, it's interesting you bring that up too, because we haven't been playing it live oh. the last, since we, we recorded that maybe three months ago put it out a few weeks ago and we've been playing a lot of gigs uh recently in the summer we haven't been playing that song oh okay because we have to re- you have to sort of relearn that right and we have to add a couple things but i i it took me about 20 minutes i loaded it onto a usb pop it in all right pattern's back right right we, right. we can make it happen so <laughs> and and just so everyone knows craig is the drummer and ben is the keyboard player um so he would, you would be the one who would be in charge of that, right? Doing that in a live setting. Yeah, exactly. And and we're we're kind of at, we're at this point now where you know we just invest. We're we're starting to play some bigger festival shows. Uh, we're opening. Did, did you guys play uh, Lightning in a Bottle? We, we didn't. We didn't okay. play Lightning in a Bottle. Um, but we played Oyster Fest. Yeah, you guys played the day before I played. Yeah, that's it, right. Because I right. played on Reggae Day or whatever. That, yeah, Reggae. Uh, I don't know why they have to keep it so separate. <laughs> I why do they got to keep it all separate, you know? I don't know. Well, I mean, there's, there is like a divide here in San Diego where fucking some indie kids or rockers are like, fuck reggae. Because, I mean, there's some problems with reggae. But anyways, you know, maybe they just thought that would be better. Right. You know, oh, I, wait, either they, way, they Yahoo's are we talking about Oyster Fest? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They had a separate day for, for the reggae? Well, yeah. Like, they had like... Sorta? Yeah, they so they had like Josh Heinrichs and Janelle, who I play with, and then they had Modest Yahoo and Magic. I guess is kind of reggae. And that was on Saturday, and that was on Saturday. Yes, and then so like yeah, I go- didn't make it on Saturday. I wanted to, but I was working at at my restaurant. Job I saw Sagey and Nathan. Actually, Sagey hit me up and tried to get my wristband. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and I was like, I already gave it to my friend, and then it didn't matter anyways because he got one, and him and Nathan were walking in as I was walking out. So. Way to go, guys. You did it. <laughs> but it was actually cool because, um, shit, what the fuck is his name? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, something Funk. Dame Funk. Oh, Dame, yeah, Dame, Dame. Call it Dame, not Dame. He called Dame. himself Dame. Okay, Dame. He called himself Dame. Dame Funk was amazing, and which was, it was so refreshing because I play a lot of reggae, like festivals, and play, you know, do a lot of shows because I'm a hired gun. You, um, do, you do a lot. You do like the roots, the California roots, all the big exactly. reggae shows. All yeah, 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 yeah. We did Cali roots, and anyways, uh, when you're inundated in that scene, like that, listening to reggae all fucking day live. I mean, it's cool, but fuck, dude. When there's when there's like a break in the day where like Dame Funk comes out and just fucking lays it down, just lays his dick on the stage, and you're just like, oh, thank you. It's just refreshing for me. Because reggae is not like, that's not my background. So like, I I, I used to hate on it. What is your background? I'm funky. I like funk. I'm I'm funky. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell how funky I am. By the way, I say funky. I'm very funky, guys. That's the funkiest way I've heard the word funky said. (laughs) I like the funk. 
um i dig yeah. that and i oh, and I don't, I don't know i come from a lot of stuff it's just, but reggae was definitely not my thing especially when i first got out to san diego i was just shit well, all there's over. a lot of shit for reggae yes but the real good reggae is really good yeah the shit wonderful the wonderful. fucking bomb dank shit yeah and there's so many imposters that are trying to totally <laughs> no i'm with you brother copy it what you know there's a lot of problems with reggae actually that the biggest problem i have um and and it kind of maybe you guys do you guys trigger a lot of samples on stage um, um i think she i saw her yeah, doing well, stuff she, she does midi stuff but yeah. all her stuff is played because i actually was i was up on her setup like yesterday because she got a little too baked out of her mind to have a band <laughs> practice Heavens. so craggy was like oh let's go over to the, the keyboard and see what can happen <laughs> and so she she does she isn't triggering samples she's just playing midi Point. patches yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so like a lot of those rhythms like because there's a lot of syncopated stuff where it's like you know, now we're at this point where it's like, should we backtrack some of this stuff so that she doesn't have to do all this stuff right. and she could be freed up from that? Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of an open-ended question, you know. But. Right. Well, that's kind of where where I was kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should have asked you first. I should have just started running my mouth. <laughs> um, no, well, a lot of a lot of times what we're seeing now in like the reggae scene, and it's pretty common for bands as they get bigger and bigger. Um, you're doing all this studio work, and you can't with the members in the band without hiring like twenty more people. You can't really get those sounds on stage without kind of having backing tracks. So I'm not shitting on it, but there are some bands who are very high level in the reggae scene who are just seriously playing karaoke to their own music. Like the, I mean, there's like a band, I don't want to shit on them cause they offered me a gig. So I'm not going <laughs> to fucking, I'm not going to shit on them, but like right now they're tuning without a keyboard player. Cause they just like, fuck it. We're not going to pay a keyboard player. We're just going to backtrack that shit. And they have their like fucking, their like wobble bases going and they're all just stop playing and just start dancing to their MP3s. So, shit. and then there's also another thing I'm fucking, it pisses me off is that they'll just play someone else's track and just skank over it. it so they'll play like a classic rap track and just skank over it and make it their own song. Like in a live Ooh, setting, so I've it's just—it's wow. <laughs> it's starting. It's, uh, I mean, it's not oh, yeah. just starting. People have been doing it, but you see it more and more as you go. Getting trendy, kind of now, huh? Yeah, <laughs> and especially with these smaller bands, or uh, especially bands that are coming from like Hawaii and stuff like that, they're kind of relying on this stuff because they got when they travel, they got kind of travel small, so they're heavily relying on these little tricks and. Mm-hmm. For me, it kind of it takes me out of it. I don't know. It's like how like sometimes CG yeah. effects can kind of take you out of it. You know, like Spider Man is all like wobbly and shit. And that's not how humans you know move. So I'm not <laughs> shitting on it, and I, I'm not trying to shit on you guys doing it if you decide to do it. It's just well, like, I, guess I think after it gets what abused. you just said. I think that uh, <laughs> we will not. I know, no, but come <laughs> no, on, who cares the fuck about? Of what course, I it's think. all about the balance. It's not black and white. No, Maybe to not. the tiniest degree, we could have. I don't think little tiny things, right? And, but and I'll make sure wrong. that it stays. And, and we haven't done it to tiny. this point because right. at this point I'm triggering certain like whoosh and whooshes right. and reverse right. symbols from the pad. Just but it's all live, just extra you know, stuff. But now it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're literally at we're, that fence part. Are you gonna dip your toe a little bit into yeah. that jacuzzi of backtrack? <laughs> slightly, slightly, right. not not lukewarm, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, it's, I've I've always <laughs> this is a big thing that i think about you know is the difference between studio 
music versus live music, you know? Yeah. And there's definitely like a lot of my favorite bands, I hear them live on YouTube or something and it doesn't sound quite the same and sometimes I feel, but you know, the thing is, is that sometimes live recordings, you know, when you're listening on YouTube, who knows who is recording that and it doesn't sound as good as it really was if you were there live, you know? Right, of course. You lose that, but, you lose that energy. I yeah, mean, you right? could see it and you can enjoy it, but like, yeah, if you're there, if you're there, there hearing it, oh my God, it's probably really good. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes they don't capture it. That, that like, have you ever seen an artist that you heard their music and you're like, eh, this is okay, I guess, but I wouldn't go out and buy their album. And then you see them live and you're like, oh my God, these guys are amazing. It's like, it totally right? changes your yeah, entire perception yeah, of exactly. what they do as an artist and how they express themselves. And I kind of feel like that when you are dancing to your own MP3, I think that you kind of are robbing your audience from that experience, kind of. But who gives a fuck what I think? It, it's like, yeah. honestly, they're making their money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it, like, but like I respect why, why is, that shit. So, everyone, because you're playing, you know, these with these bands that are at that top level. Right. And you see that, like, at the top level, it's like, well, everything's got to sound perfect. We got to take this much responsibility and control away from the sound guy yeah. and even away from the players yeah, exactly. to a degree. Yeah. So let's try to like keep this little gem as much as we can. And I think the most um, like acute version of that is based, you know, rap. Like, yeah. you know, that latest concert at the Observatory North Park. Oh, yeah, Park people getting that people beat up and crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'm familiar what? with um, with Chill Bill and, you know, but the, and that, that I think that that's a that's a dope song. You know, that's a, that's yeah. a good sample, man. I, I always respect a good sample. But yeah, um, why not? But yeah, but, you know, apparently if you don't know what we're talking about, the guy, the guy, I forgot his name, but he, he is a big time rapper. Huge crowd sold out. He got jumped on stage, tackled by some dude. And then his the track was still playing instrumental and, and vocal track his rap track just boom. If to me <laughs> that's to me that's bullshit too because that's straight up karaoke. That's not even karaoke. <laughs> you're just like karaoke. you're just, just rapping fake. to your rap. It bothers me because if you're at that level, just shitting on your audience, it, you can't even get your fucking backing track mastered to a point you can play it live. What the fuck are you doing other than just doing a cash grab and just taking mm -hmm. these fucking kids' money? Mm -hmm. It's like, give them something. Yeah. I just saw, um, f come on, man. Common. I just saw oh, Common oh, wow. and Maxwell. It was a sexy day. Wow. Sexy, sexy. Where, where was this at? <laughs> Over here at the Sports Rio. Wow. Which I think was a bad venue for that because the sound in there is dog dick. But uh, Common came out with a fucking full band, two keyboardists, a DJ, and yeah, there were some backing tracks, but his bass player, he had a flautist, a backup singer, came out fucking with the thunder. You know what I mean? Like, he came out, like, walking, like, he had wore this extra tight shirt so his pecs were all, like, blinging and shit. <laughs> I was just, like, fucking on my feet. Like, thank you, Common, because... I was just expecting to show up and he's just going to be rapping over a DJ, maybe a drummer. That's what I, I, I called it. I was like telling my wife before we left, I was like, I bet you Kam is just going to have a drummer and a DJ. And, you know, because the drummer is popular now with the DJ or something. At, well, at least there's some live drum elements. Exactly. At, but, at the very but, least. Yeah, at the but very least, he yeah. came <laughs> with the fucking heat. So I'm not going to talk shit on comment. You know, I, actually, if I was going to that show, if you're like, hey, Craig, you know, you knew me a little yeah. while ago. Come on. Um, you know, I would have I would have actually assumed he would have brought a live band. Hmm. And I tell you what, because I know I put him in a cohort with like Mostef, right. Talib Kweli, 
and you know just those guys and i feel like those guys have always sort of surrounded themselves i mean i'm i'm uh i'm seeing the movie that dave Chappelle oh yeah, yeah block in my party. mind right now yeah, 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 yeah block party which is just an amazing yeah. you know, the roots show. back everybody a- everyone and, and it's just that like the the roots all the all yeah. the the guys that have always like they're the true soul pioneers of of the real hip-hop and live music to hip-hop yeah. and not to say that you know I mean, you know, like hip hop can't be without live music, but that live feel, like, and all those guys share that, yeah. that, that vision for it, you know? And yeah. Common's a part of that family. Exactly. You know, you know, I didn't even think about it like that. I just, honestly, I've just been so jaded just from, like, just seeing so many shows, just being a part of so many shows and seeing these rappers fucking come out. You know, it, there's nothing wrong with. I mean, let's see. Um, I think Nas played Cal Roots and he fucking just had a drummer and a fucking and a DJ. And that was it. And that was it, you know? And it's Nas. He's he's right in that family. Wow. You know? And Nas is fucking amazing, you know? Like, classic, you know? So, I I don't know, man. It's just, uh, to me, that's always like a cash grab. They're just sort of like, fuck it. Let's just go with bare minimum. I'm trying to get paid, bitch. You know? And that's, whatever, you know? I'm not getting paid like that. Do you think those guys, so those guys, they kind of grew up a bit more in the industry. When they hit success, there were more record sales. There was more actual sale from from music and things like that. And now that that has tapered off a bit more, obviously they still get their touring guarantees and things like that. But there's like, they've become accustomed to some sort of lifestyle that was established mm. from their success. And now that's like, they're cash grabbing to stay at that life- lifestyle, but I'm not justifying it. <laughs> I'm, I'm justifying it in their own minds, but like, no, I feel like, dude, that's you actually, should, <laughs> that's actually a good way to think about it because yeah, you're absolutely right. They're not getting those royalties like they used to. And they're not, so yeah, Spotify now, exactly, which, had, you know. which is whatever that is, you know, whatever 25 cents for a million plays. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, that's a good point. They fucking are just like, fuck, dude, I can't afford to really pay everybody, and I'm trying to be fucking balling and shit. <laughs> if I'm rapping about it, I got to maintain. No, that, I, that's a great point. And, and to that, I say, if you're going to be going out on tour and that's how you got to make your money now, then fucking do it right. So, I mean, because that, like, for independent bands such as the Varigolds, such as any band that I play with, that's where the money's at right now is going out and playing shows. I mean, yeah, you can have like, you know, a million streams on fucking Spotify, which is great for live. I, I, I think that's great bringing people out to your show if you have those kind of plays, you know. But other than that, it's like, fuck, dude, you're getting, I, I mean, I don't even know how much money you get for yeah, those I, plays. I almost, I almost like the fact that, you know, it's like, you've got to be able to play live shows nowadays mm. yeah. you know, if you want to make any money. So much so much depends on it now. Yeah. So and much. If, and, and you better not just bullshit that, you know? Yeah. It should be real. For to, sure. To do it proper. Yeah, and that's why I really dig this cat, um, Josh Heinrichs, who is this, uh, he's a real soulful dude who plays reggae, but it's like, it would be like if Blue Eyes Soul met white boy reggae you know but but it's like beautifully done and i i'm a fan of his and he is just so opposed you you could almost say that about bradley knowles the sublime right but yeah obviously no one can be bradley no you know right but yeah exactly i i like his particular brand out of all all these like new reggae bands that are coming out it's like there's only like a select few who get my dick hard. It's like the rest are just sort of like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> you know, you could sing about that or do that, whatever. I respect the hustle. 
so I don't want to talk shit too much. But I like that Josh uh, is very adamant about having a live band. And even if it like, even if he has to make less, he will he will pay a band to make sure that he has a band. He wants his horns. He wants fucking a keyboard player. He wants a drummer, bass, guitar, and he wants a full sound. And he won't fuck around anything less. And so I respect that. That's so shit. respectable. Wow. In, in, in a world where you, in a world where, <laughs> where no one plays their instruments anymore. <laughs> um, for real, in a world where like everybody's dancing to their own MP3, mm-hmm. um, that's ad, ad admirable to me. You know uh, what? I just realized. You know, it's been it's been long enough now that that's been possible for people to not even play their instruments anymore. Mm-hmm. That it's been long enough now that I think it's like you know, people are coming to realize like okay, like people are going to be looking for real music now. Like right. you know, it's been long enough. <laughs> it's been long enough, <laughs> goddamn. It's been it. long enough with f- fake music, you know. We're yeah. we're not just. Um, Do you guys dig on like surprised by it? the EDM thing at all? Uh, electronic music. Mm. I think nothing's black and white. I, yeah. You know, I'm a person that may in the past have hated on, you know, electronic music. Not hated. I never really hated on anything, but I have. But you know, but <laughs> you know, nothing's black and white. And I think there's a there's a place for everything because I think that I'm hoping that everything is infinite. And if everything is infinite, then there's room. There's room for everything. And, you know, then there can still be all my favorite stuff. Oh, shit. Dropping the philosophy, yeah. motherfucker. Nah, and, and Let's ben, not get too deep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and Ben, really, uh, of, of everyone in the band, I, I feel like he is the... Um, He's kind of the classic rock, semi-traditional anchor. Mm. You know, obviously it doesn't limit him by what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> but he, 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 I mean, you know. Well, he, I just went to this music festival, <laughs> Lightning in a Bottle, <laughs> which is mostly there. electronic music. Yeah. And I'm a positive person, and I've, I found a lot to love, you know. Yeah. It's all about the dancing there. It's like, okay, yeah. l- let's just embrace movement and all dance. Like, who cares what the hell they're doing to make the music? Like, they're making some cool noises, and we're all dancing to it and that was a healthy thing yeah in its own right you know of course like yeah, everybody coming together and dancing and but i really like my rock and roll <laughs> uh, me too man i'm with you i'm with you like if i was in a festival that was primarily edm and some like band like pretty lights came on with their band or something i would be like okay i can fucking live with this now yep. but after a whole day of just you know like there, there. It's cool once in a while. Honestly, I love the feeling of subwoofers just fucking stopping my heart with the bass. You know, yeah, sure. You know, like yeah. that. To me, that's like I, I just want to be high and just be standing in front of a subwoofer and die. Yeah, like and that. if that's, if we have that's a, what I like. If we have an infinite <laughs> universe, then you know, there's always time to go hang out in that section yeah. to get stomped by the subwoofer. <laughs> but you know, the the best. The best part of Lightning in a Bottle was Boostive because Boostive played on one so of the good, stages yeah. there. So that was the most refreshing thing ever was to go. That's, that is true. Because no, people were there that were like, yeah, this <laughs> is really live yeah. and really rocking, you know? Dude. I, and people were still dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, they're going to fucking. Definitely dan- dance, danceable. 
Dude, I love dance, dance. I danceable. love fucking Boostiv. Like I saw them play. They should have been headline. It was my band that was headlining that night, uh, Skanks Roots Project. But they should have been headlining because those dudes came up. I was like, fuck, we gotta follow this act because it's it's. W- where was this at? Seven ten. Oh yeah, it was seven yeah. ten. Wait, recently? Uh, last sorry, year. Last year, okay. Sometime. And Boostiv played. Yeah, that's how I met Nathan and Sage. Yeah. Oh no. Way. And that's how we linked up and did the podcast. But. Wow. Yeah, like they're just fucking badasses, and and you know shit. Yeah, like they bring a live element to a, a festival like that. And plus, what Al Howard's Ring oh, of re- Gypsies? They the, fucking yeah, the played Redwoods, the Redwoods. Those yeah. dudes, fuck, those dudes are killing the fucking game in San Diego right now. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh fuck, dude. Um, I there's so I'm so sad that I'm leaving San Diego because I feel like San Diego is is coming to um. Like I don't know, man. They're like coming to a fucking a peak with the music, because I don't know. Ten years ago, when I first got here, I, I, I feel like um, it wasn't as cohesive as it is now. Even though there are divides, you know, between different genres, but every genre right now is kind of like really popping off in its own right. However far it goes, whatever, but uh, totally, but, but I, like quality know, is what I mean. Yeah, man, I, I'm, I've, you know, I've been kind of an observer um, of of the scene since I've been here. I went, I went to college at UCSD in '06, and that's what brought me out from La Jolla or from the, the Valley. Okay, and uh, you know, I, I. I, I'm I'm the guy that was at the Casbah for the you know the Cold War Kids show mm. and the Chick 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 and that yeah, shit. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of a hunter. Uh, when it comes to like rising like music and, yeah. and just energy and um and i've always been one to really try to try to embrace um you know the the, the different scenes too and i i'm i'm like i started writing for some blog and and doing i want to like i'm contributing i feel like our band like we we try to carry that vibe but you can only as an indie rock pop band whatever you want to call us like you can only play with a reggae band or uh, some other of your friend's band to try to, or a hip hop band mm-hmm. for so long, you right. kind of have, you know, you have, it's like, it's a tough game to try to get to a point where you can literally have full freedom. Like, uh, the Radiohead, for example, yeah. uh, who brings Shabazz palaces on as their opener at the Hollywood bowl. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, that's just like some badass, like experimental, um, awesome hip hop. And I, you know, I, it, everyone's dream would be to be able to cross genres to that point of creative freedom. Right. Um, you know, but I feel like it, like I, I try to, that's why I try to stay involved in the scene by going to shows and also writing, um, for a blog called listen SD, uh, which where I try to feature acts like the Redwoods and mm. just, and uh, from other scenes too, like there's a hip hop, uh, guy named Ryle, uh, Wallace, um, too, and um, just all these, yeah, just whatever I can get my hands in for as much as you know your your consciousness yeah. a lot a lot to you too. Hell yeah! No, I I, I think that that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, and and then you see that like sort of worldwide now where people are actually taking it upon themselves to go in and fucking like find out what's dig around and find out what's going on on in their own city, and that's sort of how you create these scenes. And I don't think it's just San Diego that's sort of starting to pop off. I mean, it's like other cities. Everyone's just sort of has their own like hometown heroes who are like go like on their way to something else, whatever the fuck that is. And <laughs> where, what is that nowadays? It's, it, it ain't the era of Motley Crue and the Sunset <laughs> Strip, right? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, it's fucking you fucking roller coaster drummers, drums, Tommy Lee. It. That'd be so awesome. Imagine someone trying to hook up a rig at the Casbah, like oh, fucking. My. 
it would be very I, I, i'd wear a helmet but I, <laughs> i'd do it <laughs> no um yeah it, I, I don't know i mean like i don't know what's it, what's sort of the goal for varigolds at this point like oh, the ben. goal oh we don't really talk about that good <laughs> 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 who knows what each of us really is uh you know v- visualizing you know and you know maybe we should do talk about it you know guys uh, i feel um, like i feel like that's part of our health though <laughs> like it, it, it's like being in a relationship with a woman or a girl yeah. and and the and someone's trying to press you like so is there marriage in the forecast yeah, exactly. so no 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 and it's like yeah my, right you know like well, yeah girl, we're trying to be in the right? moment right we're, yeah. we're in the moment and and every time you know things are like or are we committed to each other? Because you know, like we, we've done, we've done a little bit of our flirting, where like it, flirting means like playing with our friends who've helped us. I played saxophone. Ben's played saxophone on uh, our friends' band in Small Culture. But we 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 keep our core kind of family, um, which actually he's a part of now because now he's our bass player. Oh, nice. so we recently added a bass player, uh, Jarek, who's from the band Small Culture small culture like uh literally about four months ago oh and it's kind of it's 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 he he was our producer he helped us record drums for for margaret uh for the the album we released in 2016 and um and you know we he would he he went to the artist institute and he was studying for production major and he's like hey man like you know i love you guys He, he met us at the san diego music thing and said you know, hey, like, uh, you know, let, let's get you into the studio. I can get some free studio time. Yeah. So we laid down like the the drums for all that whole record oh, nice. for his free studio time in like two or three days where it's like, all right, let's have it a lockdown four hours. I can work this out. Yeah. He can get his class studio time and do it as a class project. Hell yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's that's how <laughs> fucking Concrete Project recorded yeah. their, um, our, well, it never was released because fucking we just never released it. What? <laughs> What? Well, it's because <laughs> we ended up killing those songs off. So like, uh. th- so we just that's that. But yeah, it was the AI thing. Um, yeah, um, my buddy. Oh, I thought it was up there. Um, he's a fucking hip hop guy. But yeah, same thing. Same thing. He's no like, way. I I'll, I want to do my entire um, final project on you guys with you guys and. <laughs> And it'll be a great recording because they have like the the fucking Tascam tapes, the 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 tape machine. So he was able to like dump the tapes onto onto the tape and then dump it back onto digital. And then so he was just playing back and forth with analog and digital, and it came out sounding really good. But it just and we just killed the songs. Wow! I'll probably end up releasing them on the podcast or something yeah. someday. <laughs> you know, just like fuck this side podcast release. Excuse <laughs> I love the Concrete Project, but we fucking uh, how we how long been, has the Concrete Project been a band? They've been a band for like ten years since wow. two thousand seven. I joined like four years ago, and we released one album in four years. But we're we're a slow band, but you know, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> it's uh, it's not worth it. Anyway, so so you guys don't really talk about like what you guys. So so every, all these sh- all these shows that you guys are getting like these. We bigger talk festivals. about little goals, you know. So who's like? Do you guys have management or who's actually reaching out and booking and stuff? Yeah, well, I think everybody but me does a lot about um, you know <laughs> taking care of business. You know, talking to. Uh, Talking to um, you know these bookers and all that. Yeah. I think everybody but me does all that, and they're really <laughs> good at it. <laughs> I I tend to just go along for the ride and have my fun. Yeah, but these guys well, are really on, good at it. You know, honestly, we've we've been in search of management for like the last 
four or five, six months or something. Like we, we played at Kaboo. We had the privilege of playing at Kaboo last year um, because we won a Battle of the Bands Discovery Tour that was put on by Gig Town. Oh, and nice. so a local band that you get to kind of battle it yeah, out. Yeah, One yeah. of the only, it, Those are the only Battle of the Bands that are worth doing. <laughs> yeah, if if the prize is not just some bullshit thousand dollars and a contract with some shitty studio right. down the street. It's where you actually get to play at a big yeah. festival and get the access to everyone. So, yeah, um, yeah we we had that opportunity and um, and and uh, shit. What the hell was I saying? Um, <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> we're talking about management. You're talking oh yeah, management. So we had a, we so we had a manager reach out to us who's actually affiliated with Cali Roots and a lot of that oh, stuff. Okay, cool. uh, and and is the manager of Zion I. Oh, all right. Um, so I know it runs in your circles. He I, does. I believe. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a woman named Tanya. I don't know if that rings a bell. I'll just name her. drop her first name. I, I not, she not was the full really name, nice. She was she's really a really nice. nice, awesome person from Central California. S- some Central Valley or Central, Central Coast? Uh, Central Coast. Okay, yeah, Central okay. Coast. And and helps put on like the Cali Roots mm. and that kind of stuff and and we had her out to Kaboo and um you know it was just you know we're the type of band where we're 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 we're, uh, we're four and now with Jarek we're we're pretty independent spirits mm-hmm. um and we don't we definitely aren't like children that need a babysitter in yeah, terms yeah. of their manager we're just like all right we've managed ourselves to this point let's just open some doors and right. like where we can be professional enough and keep it real and manage our relationships, you know? Right. Right. So I feel like, um, she, yeah, you know, it was just kind of that like, and it's like, all right, cool. Like it didn't, she yeah. was a little too much like, here are your passes. Yeah. yeah here, yeah. Jenna. Oh, are you okay? Do you need a little water? A little yeah. lip balm? You know, was just like, uh, could you just go in the other room or away? <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of doing this. And I mean, obviously there's a lot of anxiety at something like that to, mm-hmm. to manage, but yeah, that, I don't know. I feel like most of that should be up to, you know, the individual. Like you manage your own anxiety and have <laughs> your band members help you manage that, whether that right. means leaving you alone, right. having a nice uh, group tea that we, we would do Ooh. a lot of times. We, we, you need to bring back Ben. Ben. Ben was the, him and Elliot were in the tea club in high school in Point Loma. <laughs> Like literally the tea club, That's and, they, and they pour a proper cup of tea, and that was like how we, you know, we really, we would really kind of like keep ourselves grounded. That would sort of ground ourselves for the creative process, yeah. um, and just by a, a nice proper tea ceremony, you know. Yeah, well, when you uh, when you drink tea properly, it's almost like smoking a joint. It's a social thing, yeah. except it's um, it's um, it's not weed. It's tea, <laughs> and so <laughs> you. you can. You can drink a lot of it, and it hydrates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I learned how to pour a proper glass of green tea with the leaves and, like, just pouring it over the leaves. And you don't actually let it soak in there, or at least you don't let it soak for too long. You don't let it steep. But I, I found that if you just pour it slowly over the leaves through a strainer, it creates a perfect... Um, Green tea. Yeah, yeah, you wow. don't need too much. Green no. tea, a little bit goes a long way. Yes. You can get you can get jittery off it if you oversteep yes. it. And and it tastes bitter and terrible if you oversteep it. Yeah, the bitterness Tannins is like yeah, something? especially with green tea, yeah. it can get really bitter if you steep it too long. Is that I, I like <laughs> did you, did you guys ever drink the Earl Grey and take it back to Oh, Earl Grey? I've I've had that. Of course, I branch all over the place cuz you know, you've got to try all different kinds of tea. What's your favorite kind? But my favorite's green. But Crazy. then there's a uh, my second favorite or tide is what about uh, Puar, Puer, Puar, Puar, Puer, whatever you call it. It's um, that not many people know about, it, but it's like uh, earthy. It's sort of gravelly. It tastes like 
like mud almost. Oh, this sounds delicious. Except in in the best way that you couldn't even imagine. And Is it's that really the good shit for that they drink out of a gourd? No, that's, oh, that's probably mate. yerba mate. Yeah. I think. Is that I the mate? Really, oh, I don't really mate. care for yerba mate okay. that much. All right, that's that, that's kind of what we're drinking in this like mass form of organic Dude, quantity of this. These fucking you know? guys used to be the bomb, and then well, I, I I've had their drinks first. I mean, they're they're just their Guayaki. leaf, their leaf, their yerba mate leaf is bomb, but they're like drinks like that. Just too much sugar. I just I don't, yeah. I don't dig it. It's whatever. <laughs> I'm not gonna judge you. Yeah. Drinking your no, I used to I used to pull um, yerba mate shots out of uh, my roommate's espresso espresso maker uh, back in college, and I'd bring I'd put it into a red cup, yeah. and uh, and it, it ruined his espresso oh, know, machine, of course. Yeah. But it, but have you ever pulled shots of yerba mate out of an espresso? No, I haven't. Let's just say, like, I mean, dude, it's next level. It's next level shit. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about it makes me want to do it. It's been twelve years. It's but, like you yeah. talk about like it's a drug. It's like, it, dude, yeah. I haven't done it in like twelve it, years. It, <laughs> it, 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 well, it, yeah, it's similar to like the, the buzz that espresso gives, but it's a little more. It's different, you know. I yes. mean, the mate buzz is different yeah. than the a straight caffeine. It's not buzz. so like teeth gritty. It's more of just like you have more energy and you're not like fucking like. I'm gonna yeah. Like if I drink too much coffee, I just feel like there's like imminent death just waiting around every corner, just like an imminent anxiety panic attack around, around the corner. <laughs> I just feel like death is stalking me if I drink too much coffee. Yeah, it's coffee is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I had to quit. I had to quit. I, I was addicted, like physically addicted. Now you know what I've been addicted to lately is matcha tea, which is sort of almost like, um, like uh, I've been uh, uh, betraying tea. Although it's really the same thing. It's just that you don't steep it. It's like you're actually drinking the tea leaves. You know, matcha. Mm. It's still tea. It's really green. It's the most yeah, it's green. It's basically just the powdered concentrated form of green tea. Oh. Yeah, it's like Japanese green tea that's like it's got the most antioxidants you could ever imagine and it god, it just Okay, but it doesn't <laughs> get you too jittery. There's something yeah, yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. It's got a different type of caffeine. Mm. So, you know, this is what the samurais used to drink when they went into battle. Oh. Because it makes you really supercharged up and yet calm at the same time and focused. Yeah. So it's good for the SATs if you're studying <laughs> or practicing guitar or waiting tables at the noodle house. Hey, rock and roll. <laughs> do, do, you, do you wait tables at the noodle house? Yeah, I've been working at the noodle house for a long time. Holy shit. How long have you been working? This one right here? Yeah, yeah, right or here. Both. The original. Yeah, the you original. ever been there? The OG. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I was there when they fucking were one fucking building. Yeah, me too, man. No shit. Yeah, I'm sure I've, I've been seen working you down there. there about a little over eight years. Holy fuck! Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, I I've been in a bunch. I used to when they used to have the when they used to be one building and they had uh, those those drink specials for for um for um, happy hour. Holy fuck! I yeah. would go in there. I think the it was dollar like bear. Fi- fi- yeah, dollar firehouses <laughs> or some shit. Firehouse pale ale. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I would go in there and fucking get lit at like three in the afternoon. Like yeah, it was quite day. a scene. Oh man, we had. <laughs> Did they it have was, the flavored sake so, back then? Yeah, we, at early. some point, pretty early on, we developed our melon sake, <laughs> 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 which melon. was a big hit. You yeah, know. and Steve's a Steve's a great fucking owner. He's a great guy. Oh yeah, love that guy. Love THC. They're fucking yeah. friends of. The you band. said you're playing there soon, right? Y- yes, yes. Yeah, I love the THC. It's like my second home because you know, or third or fourth home <laughs> since 1502. 
I've got five of them now. Oh yeah. <laughs> what What's your top? What's your one? My top home is Point Loma, where I grew up on Santa Cruz Avenue, and oh. nowadays second is Crown Point. But I love the Noodle House too. Oh, okay, okay. So I thought you were talking about like music venues or bars, but like that's cool <laughs> no, too. Literally, okay, like my okay. home. Oh, we could talk about that. Home, home points. Home points. Yeah, I. You know, it was actually refreshing to see you guys play at Winston's. Actually, when uh, you guys played, it was Johnny Holly. Well, Johnny, what the fuck's Johnny's last name? He just went on that big trip. Oh, Savage. Thank Savage. you, Savage. Yeah. How do you forget oh, did that he go fucking on a trip? Name? <laughs> Where, where'd he go? He's just Vanning living it. in it. Yeah, he's kind of about to do what me and my family are about to do. Wait a minute, what's the deal with AJ Froman? Because uh, oh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard it. Um, wait, is rumors? Johnny going on a trip? Right, no, he no, no. Is. Oh, he's already Johnny. Right. Oh, Johnny John, Savage. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Johnny I was Savage. thinking about Johnny Joyce. John Joyce. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're talking about the Red Knots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so funny. I do a little driving for Uber, and I just had it's such a small world. I just picked up a an, a nice couple from Coronado Island, and their son. They're from England. They're from Liverpool of all places, you know. And um, their son auditioned for the Red Knots. Because oh. their their son played in a Red Knot Hot Chili Pepper cover band in England. Oh my god! But since he was living in San Diego, he ran to the Red Knots and they auditioned him. Could have been Johnny. Hmm. Yeah, we wow. know Johnny. Was oh. it? Did he make the? Did he make the cut? No, but oh. he was really good and they liked him. But they said that they were off to Japan and I don't think he wanted to go to Japan and so oh. it didn't work out. But <laughs> what an asshole! I know. Come on, he doesn't want to go to Japan. <laughs> yeah. That's well, one of the I best. Well, I think it's places. because uh, he had just got to San Diego and it's hard to. To oh. leave here, you know. Oh yeah, once you get into the states, Especially from just, England yeah. too, the yeah. Liverpool, San Diego's, yeah. um, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, fucking, I love, I love what Johnny did. Like he's just, he's like, I don't even want to play in the band anymore. I just want to manage it, and so that's what he does. He and he lives in his fucking his truck with his girl, and he just like dirt bikes around the country and <laughs> shit. I was like, that's so fucking cool. But like, I I like I I enjoy performing. That's what I get paid for most, and it's like I I that's. Honestly, Wait, would you ever give it up and do like the management, the remote I'm, management thing? That's or? what I'm doing now, except oh. I'm not managing. Well, I'm not, I'm I'm still performing, but I just, I don't. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's <laughs> just I I like I like I like the I'm getting to know the scene of San Diego musically. I like that I'm able to travel for free through just my music and or not my music or other people's music sometimes it's my music uh but you know i like that i, li- I just like that whole thing and and that's why i don't want to leave it because i'm embedded now and now i have to go somewhere else and tr- start all over which is scary but i think it can be a good thing i guess yeah, it's positive. always good to start over it's a whole new scene you know it is man and, you, and you know what uh, that's what we're doing we're kind of just like throwing away all of our shit i mean except for my equipment which we had a big debate about. <laughs> it was like, she's like, well, we can just get that stuff again some other day. It's just stuff. And so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. There's, it takes Thank so you. much to go Thank into you. Every piece of equipment takes a lot more than just yeah, the money. There's okay. that time, the, the, like, oh, there, there's so many options with mm-hmm. music and, and gear, and it comes to that. And I, I know, I was telling Ben, I'm like, yeah, Mikey P, you know, I, I, from what I know, like the podcast I listen to, he's, he's kind of, he's, a, he can gear out, he can gear head yeah. nerd out, and I, me and Ben are like the last ones in the band to do that. Yeah, me but too. But we can kind appreciate of. what goes into it, and yeah. we're like, Hey man, like I know the reason why you know I I, I had that Alex uh, the Alexis or what is that called the Alesis Alesis 
pad before I went to the Roland, uh-huh. and and it was just a progression. You know, right, like right. there's certain upgrades in gear that you just make because yeah. of necessity natural, and your natural, yeah, natural progression. What, man. Yeah, what you, what you need, what you need out of it, and at least this didn't give you what you needed. Exactly. And exactly. now you got it. Now you got that. That Roland thing is actually pretty dope, man. I it, actually, <laughs> fucking, I was in one of the first bands that ever dissolved to pieces. We were talking beforehand about stuff and fucking um the fucking singer grabbed it and like we all paid for it with the band money but this motherfucker grabbed that shit up i asked him oh. years later i was like whatever happened to that thing he's like oh it's just sitting in my closet i'm just like, you should, like <laughs> you should like sell it to me he's like no you know i'm just trying to hold on to it because i'm thinking about making a new album I'm just like, bullshit <laughs> you want to rap for jesus shut the fuck up <laughs> shut your fucking mouth so whatever i'm not I, I I run my mouth too much on this <laughs> shit, um, but awesome. yeah, man, totally. I, I totally forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> oh, gear stuff. Yeah. What you need? Oh yeah, and so she wanted me to just ditch all the gear, sell it all. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not fucking starting over like that. I have to at least have my toys you know my expression she's a singer so she don't give a fuck she's like i can go anywhere and sing man so she's musical she's creative yes but she's a singer so so the uh, and and i do know what you mean because of our own inner band dynamics to a degree but no i jenna does do her a lot of her midi and processing so she really understands a lot of the production elements of it but i I do understand that divide with with you know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, and you know, uh, and she knows like she's classically trained. She like one of her, one of her first days, she was singing Italian opera to me. So I'm just like whatever. <laughs> so she's she's super high. She's way more knowledgeable about music than I am. She fucking kills me. Um, but it, I think there's always that divide with the singer and, and instrumentalist because it, fuck. I remember when I was playing in a jazz band collegiately. And they fucking, they would hate fucking the singer. They're like, fucking singer. You know, because they would be like, oh, this doesn't fit. Fuck this. And we'd be working on a song for like, you know, the last couple of weeks. And then the singer is like, oh, this doesn't fit. And fucking, we're all students. So we're not all like awesome. So we'd have to ditch the entire song. And these guys, we played with some good players. And then there was student players. And it kind of worked out. But they would always talk shit on the singer. It's just like fucking vocalist. So, eh. I've I've learned to respect it, especially my wife, because she's very um, she's very uh, she, the way she teaches is that she incorporates music and it makes it fun and and the way I respect it a lot more seeing her teach now that she's that's all she does really is teach so it's cool whatever I'm not, I don't uh, want she she, does, she gives vocal lessons and stuff she does she is oh, cool. she's a fucking amazing teacher actually and so what's oh. just a couple things having that person close to you in life uh, about vocal she's a professional singer so like god what goes into like if i were to get a singing lesson right now like what's a couple things that that you know off the top of your head are like things you know for but if well um if you have 80 dollars then you can take a lesson with her <laughs> for a half an hour oh, wait should we cover um, the microphone we don't want to tell anybody this no i don't give a fuck <laughs> I, was just, I was just i was just being silly i know um actually yeah i can tell you something right now can, can we get, can you give us everyone listening a, a trick of oh, the trade yes the... of course <laughs> so um it's all about belly breathing so when you uh, are taking an air a lot of people will tend to breathe into their chest so they'll go, 
like this, right? Your chest is expanding. Yeah. But as a singer, you don't want your power to come from your chest because it's very you want limited. It to be from the diaphragm. So yes, so you're. I'm already fat, so it's like you'll see, like you can't really see it, but it'll go. Um, I do a lot of belly breathing because I use it for meditating. So, because that's a great tip if you guys want to get into meditating. Yeah, I meditate too, actually. Is you fucking? I I do belly breathing as a way of just sort of getting into it. So it's um we can all do it together. So we're gonna breathe in for four and then exhale for eight, and then we're all gonna breathe in through our stomach. So it's like, oh, I did too fast. Sorry. All right, let's try again. So, and then. So we're spending a lot of time on the, the exhale. Right. So you're breathing in for four, but you want to make sure your stomach, it's all in your stomach, not in your chest. So it's just one, Put your two, fingers in the, three, in the gut. Four. Yeah, and you can feel it. And if you have a hard time doing it, you can lay on your back and it's actually easier. That's actually a lot. It's actually when she's teaching kids and stuff, It's this is the most challenging part is to get them to breathe through their stomachs. Um, so belly breathing is wow. one thing and then opening your dropping your jaw when you're like projecting oh. because no, a lot that's of people interesting. I didn't know a lot of people will that. just sort of be like who yeah I mean like and you're supposed to on you those gotta some open of those that notes. jaw but when you're huh, you know you can kind of get more of a range so if you're feeling like constricted you're dropping your jaw and sort of relaxing your throat and uh, wow. yeah so you'll hear oh. having people go huh, huh, huh. <laughs> and it's funny <laughs> to hear especially if you're walking by and you just hear like a steer going huh, you mean in, in the class? Yeah, well, like to, she teaches online or she'll have people come in, but yeah. So it, you're talking about something that's working on a little exercise? Yes, yeah, that's like yeah. an exercise. Open your jaw up. Opening your jaw, breathing through Use your belly. Use the diaphragm. You ask for two, so there's your two. Now wow. you got to pay up. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, the things, like, th these are nice tidbits, but obviously it's like, cool, now we know that, but without the diligence of practice. Practice. And, you know, I yeah. mean, it's nothing. Like, I, Passion I, I, makes perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I try to back up sing, man. I, I, there's so many times where I'm just like, <sighs> drop the jaw now. Drop like, the jaw it, and try to come know. from the diaphragm. All right. All right. It's, uh, it, it's cool, man, because like, she wants me to do backup vocals because uh, we do an acoustic duo, so I'll play guitar and she'll sing. And there's a lot of parts where she wants me to sing, and I'm just, I can kind of hold a note, but like playing and singing, and she's like, "You just don't practice." And I'm like, "You know what? I'm fucking, I'm, th <laughs> I'm fucking in my mid thirties. I'm Raising not gonna, a kid. I'm not gonna try to <laughs> sing at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm about to live in a van <laughs> for fucking months. Yeah, that's cool, man. You're, 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 dude, Johnny already did it. Yeah, he, and now, he's, now he's doing you know, fine. He's doing, doing fine. You're yeah. doing it. You got you got a good Instagram account. You're gonna start one especially just for, for the van travel, like know, a separate one. I was, you know? She did. She did. She started one, so we'll probably be logging onto that more often. Yeah, but, man. But yeah, we we're kind of thinking about doing like a like vlogging shit, and I'm gonna be doing like the podcast from the road. So oh, like, as like cool, I man. I got friends in a lot of different cities that I can sort of set up with, or I can just. I don't know. That's I, awesome. Well, you're so basically, wonderful. you're taking this podcast, which has mostly been San Diego focused, mm -hmm. and you're going on tour with it. Yeah, you know? exactly. And all yeah. your buddies and from all the places yeah. you've toured before. That's a really cool Exactly, man. yeah. And it's fun. It, so, like, um, what I like about it, I can do it, like, with, um, I can do it via Skype. So, like, I have, like, friends in Las Vegas um, who I love, and they'll Skype it, or I can do it over the phone. And so, it's, 
I wow. love this medium because you can kind of do it however you want and um and people dig it because it's real and we're because we're, we're just sitting here just talking and we're not forcing some bullshit what, what, what's your when's your favorite time to listen to a podcast mostly when i'm doing housework um or working out of the gym um yeah that's true yeah you know when you're doing something where you're yeah. using your hands or something you mm-hmm. know like might as well Pop something, something. In, yeah, throw it in. And you're loading bricks like from Home Depot. <laughs> I, was, I just I just built like a patio in our in our <laughs> backyard, which I had no idea how to do before. But <laughs> basically, it just means go to Home Depot, grab a bunch of bricks, yeah. put them into your truck, and then you take them out of your truck, <laughs> and then you put a, this thing called quick concrete. Uh-huh. You lay it down flat. Most the hardest part is getting all the bricks level. Level, yeah. Yeah. So you just take you know you be all anal about that, mm-hmm. and then you just lay that. The best part is laying that quick concrete sand because once those bricks are set, you got the the sand. It just glistens in the light, and it goes all through the cracks, and it just makes a wonderful <laughs> little. And you're like, oh my god! It's like you know, it's, con- yeah. it's instead of doing a whole. You, you think like to lay concrete or some permanent structure, you got to have that truck come in, right. back up in, and then just pour the. You know, yeah. that, that sounds like way too much work. Way too much. You don't got to do that, man. Yeah. Quick concrete. Quick yeah. concrete. Quick Home concrete. Depot. So. Com. <laughs> Quick Home concrete. Depot. Folks. Home Depot needs a, a, a jingle. Yeah. Man, Home I've Depot. <laughs> hire a Mexican. Uh, yeah. That, that kind of work is awesome because you can just sort of because it's like something you could see, you know, mm-hmm. like you can sort of like you laid those bricks, you sweat. You fucking, you fucked up. You had to redo it. You had to fucking break out the level and get all anal about shit. And then at the end of it, you got a fucking patio. It's it's like building the studio. It's like one of the most, because I've never really done this before. Good thing I had my Guamanian friend who fucking just knows how to do everything. Um, he fucking did a lot of, a lot of the, um, the structuring and sort of planning. And then I was just sort of like, oh, go nail that or hold this and, so, but like, this is quite a studio you have here too. I, I, I haven't really heard that on the podcast. Like, I, I never got a gravity of the oh. room, and right. I mean, there's it's, it's a it's a beautiful practice room, studio, separate isolation booth. It's a really nice facility that you could tell it's tuned somewhat. It's, somewhat, it's, it's yeah. Not, yeah, somewhat tuned. Yeah, you know. the, I mean, the, you can the that's not even the best place to record drums that's like the worst place like the best place to record drums is right here (laughs) (laughs) but like right next to where the drums are actually located (laughs) it's just super boomy over there it just makes for bad muddy sound drumming i i fucking pulled my fucking remaining hair out just fucking trying to dial in this drum set and then like we moved it over there just because I forgot why, and we tried recording it. Oh, it was a different project. So that was set up already, and then we had a guy come in and set up here. It's like the most amazing sound ever, and like using the same mics. It's just fucking. Wow. That's the <laughs> rabbit hole. That's the rabbit hole that fucking like kills me. Is like placement, part of the process, mics, though. You know. that. <laughs> and then so like when I start talking about gear, most of the time it's because I don't know that much about it, and I just I'm trying to glean information out people who know what the fuck they're doing. Like Scott, like Scott, he mm-hmm. had those um those those uh the fuck those uh preamps or yeah the preamps that he fucking modified and now that's how he gets his like dirty sound and shit because i was like did you record on the tape he's like no actually i record just in my shitty house and not shitty house sorry scott <laughs> in in his house does with, he live in ob or where does no he, he doesn't he i don't know where he lives 
Yeah. He lives somewhere. Somewhere in San Diego, though. Some he palace. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Grace Potter and the Nocturnals, motherfucker. He can say it. Mike can say I it. I can say it. You know, and even on the show notes for that, um, I, I left out Grace Excuse Potter. Excuse me, sir. You just violated your contract. You were not allowed to speak those terms. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. That's, it's, cool. it's cool you're at that point. That's what I say. You know? uh, no, and, and I'm not trying to shit on Scott because I, I, I respect that he's doing his thing and and i love his band and i love fucking the nocturnals totally. call it the nocturnal how dare you call it the nocturnal <laughs> you know what's fucked up too is like i i cut like i play in a cover band that plays like two of those songs that, no way yeah and like <laughs> if he would have just said grace Potter, i'd be like oh shit i play fucking yeah, i forgot the name of the song maybe he could have ri- just written it down hey, and flashed like his eyes winked <laughs> wink. like take a look over here no, it, it like you know whatever he he you could tell he was uneasy. I, yeah. I don't try to push it when yeah, I see yeah, people yeah. like sort of like backing off. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's good. We that's can obviously. Good. I had this girl in here who was um I was just asking her about her upbringing and like if there was music in their family and she was just like, yeah, well my dad, but we don't really talk that much anymore. And and all I wanted to do is be like, why? And, <laughs> And I sort of did. I sort of was like, "Well, what's what's up with that?" And she's like, "Well, I don't know. He just drinks. Let's just leave it at that." And I'm just like, "Okay, <laughs> leave it. That's leave where it. you definitely leave it. Right. Yeah, you don't go like, oh, so what do you mean? Yeah, Does can he we drink? Please leave it? Like, how many drinks <laughs> right, does he have well, a day?" It's like, I mean, like, well, <laughs> my in my head because because I'm an alcoholic, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I was just like, so what kind of? Dr- I wanted to know what kind of drunk he was. You know, is he? He, he seems like he was an asshole drunk. But, you know, because people can yeah. be happy drunks. People can be dickhead drunks. People can just be like go to sleep drunks. Sentimental. Sentimental drunks. Romantic drunks. <laughs> oh, the beautiful. Nostalgic drunk. Nostalgic. <laughs> yes. Like, dude, you remember that one time when we were drunk for the 50th fucking time at your mom's basement, couch, whatever. Um, But, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I, I respect that he didn't want to mention that. It, mm-hmm. it just whatever it's cool anyways so you well, guys yeah podcasting is supposed to be it's supposed to like a given opportunity to get more intimate but right. you know there's there's limits to intimacy of course, of course. people know. don't want to put everything out there and, and like yeah. i've asked like friends of mine who you know who are in the music scene or who are lawyers or whatever who work on big cases that i want to talk about and they're just like dude i don't want to put myself out there it's like i just don't want to it's like we'll talk on the phone or we could talk, go out and have a drink and i'll tell you all about it mm-hmm. but i don't want to fucking i don't want anybody else knowing about it or you know so i i respect it's it. privacy but in this age it's it's almost like privacy is it a commodity or is it like something you hold dear to you like that little box that you used to shut away as a kid of your favorite belongings yeah. like what is privacy you know Right. Well, you know, I, I, that's why I like Ben that he's not on Facebook. That's how I, yeah, yeah. Put, that's how I put him on Facebook. I was just like, it was, I put Craig and, and tagged Vergles and then I said, and Ben, who's not on Facebook. So, <laughs> so that's, um, but I, but I am I on res- LinkedIn. Oh yeah. He is on LinkedIn. So recently. You know, he, he's getting out there, folks. He's, But yeah, you know, with, with Facebook, you're almost expected to sort of put these private moments out. But then what you get is like the best of everyone's life. And then really they're going through like a divorce and they're hooked on heroin. But they're at the fucking Jay-Z concert, fucking hanging out on the beach or whatever. But really they're just sad and alone. 
mm-hmm. and they just get that dopamine drip from all those likes. And, that, and that's and that's the thing. So, man, it's it's obviously a two sided coin because you know, like that person, it's like, oh, you're seeing them in their best light, and then they can look back on what they've posted and be like. Wow, I was at that Jake Zeke. I, look at my life; it's right. so good. Even though I'm going through a heroin overdose and divorce, <laughs> right. I was at that Jay Z concert Mother. three days ago, motherfucker. <laughs> and this, and this, and like, I was elated yeah. when I saw that. And they could like hold on to that feeling, and yeah. that can maybe help them get through their yeah. hard time. You know, yeah. so I see that side. Right. But then I obviously also see the side where you're a voyeur, as everyone on Facebook is to a degree. And you're like, wow, they're just living the best lives, and I'm fucking at home. I'm I'm going through all this shit with my kids and my dogs, and yeah. building these fucking, you know, fucking, yeah. fucking, you know, uh, paths and everything, or whatever the heck I was building. And um, and so it, it's 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 a it's a yin yang, um, and sometimes that balance gets out of whack, and yes. that's when and you know you know I yeah it's tough. It, I feel like it's just it's literally become like an organism. Just it's it, it's just like a being or an entity where you know you're it, and it's it's its own emotional entity and it's it's what um it's how it, it it's like it's I feel like it's like a machine that like latches onto you like a cyborg and Facebook is this just entity where it becomes part of you yet it exists separate from you but it's like you have a mutually like beneficial. Um, potentially beneficial or destructive yeah. um, relationship with it. Of course. I don't know. I'm Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a test. I, I yeah. But it is. And like, the, I mean, that's sort of where we're heading with all this is that like integration, you know, like, and it, soon it will be part of us, right? Soon fucking. Uh, yeah. The neural implants neural. any day now, I know that my friends are going to have little nano, nano probes in their bloodstream. I, I want in. that. I want that, though. I, I want that. <laughs> plug, plug me in, baby. Fuck yeah, that would be tight. It's like if you could... You just have to shift your neck a tiny bit, a little twitch to the left, and you're accessing the, you know certain databanks. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's amazing, though, to me. Like, to, to, to think about eternity, but, like, in, in a sense of, like, you're your consciousness being uploaded to a mainframe and you're able to live in eternity. Have you ever seen Black Mirror? You guys ever seen Black Mirror? Yes. Have you ever seen that one where um, it's like this, you can go into any time period and it's just people who are already dead or it's people who are like in nursing homes and they plug into this machine and they kind of go and relive their young life. It, but it's wow. only in these like little simulated town throughout this decades, like so many decades. Wow. And yeah, it's fucking awesome. And then so like these two girls sort of meet each other and they fall in love. And um, I- I'm just going to give you a spoiler here. <laughs> um, I'll just they're faced with a decision because one is um, one is deciding because one's dying. And real life, and she's like, I'm gonna upload myself to the to the network, and I want you to come with me. And she's and the other girl's like, st- uh, she's kind of stuck between, well, do I die and go to whatever happens after that, or do I just wow. go with this secure thing and live with this person who I now love, but know that it's fake, it's not real. I guess. Wow. You know, so black mirror, dude. Seriously. So, so I That's won't give away mirror. the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. I won't give away the ending, but like, whoa. You know, or Oof. what choice she makes, but it's fucking. Um, it was a good episode because it's like that's kind of where we're going, but especially with social media, like we're just 
when we're just putting the best of ourselves out for people to see, it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's dangerous, but on the other hand, I I, I like it. I I love it. It's obviously part of our neural network and primal urges. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. You know, what's it going to lead to? It's it's the evolution of connection. Potentially, it's it's just a different path of what what's supposed to happen in humanity i right. think i think that's a maybe a slightly positive and i i mean that positively right, right. like just going uh, with the flow it's of evolution, evolution of yeah. connection and yeah. technology exactly because i love yep. the fact that i can be connected with somebody from I, 10 I gotta, years ago because you, you know i know you 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 have these people around you that are very fearful of it yeah. and they're just like you know and I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that's why Ben's not on Facebook. Is that he's fearful of it? Yeah, I yeah. I'm, I'm, not, not, I, I was I'm not. I'm more talking. I'm more referencing my wife actually, <laughs> who is like, Craig, why are you posting this stuff on Facebook? Like right, she's right. all like, kind of like fearful for me, and she instilled this in me for a couple years. But then I was, I was like, wow, like what am I being so afraid of? And it's like the the fear of um of of being public. And and I know you know we're, come on we're not we're 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 just we're guys like we're regular guys living in San Diego yeah. we play in bands right. that's it man you know yeah. we we get by dude right. like <laughs> this this come on we, we're not taking ourselves too seriously here but perhaps like this can this is how this medium can connect with more people because let's just express ourselves to each other right. and maybe we can all meet up at, at a bar but like you know let's let's have at least some segue of connecting and i think that that's what i get out of podcasts honestly you know mm. and especially yours too oh thank <laughs> to, you sir. to tie that brown you know uh, <laughs> like mm. you know all this social media it may not be bad you know and i'm not i'm not against it i'm just i'm just lazy about it i don't want to <laughs> spend any time on facebook cuz i've got other stuff going on but you <laughs> know busy it living. might actually be yeah, a live. good thing because all it's just like a big brain you know maybe we're all just a bunch of people that are just connecting the neural pathways, you know, and it's just one big brain. The more neural pathways, the better. And nowadays, that's what we're doing with all the global, you know, communication. It's a global world now. So, yeah. you know, maybe we're all going to come up with a really good idea soon since we've got such a... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we already are, though. We're already yeah. coming yeah. up with all these things. I mean, we can manufacture diamonds now, you know, like in, like we know about it. Everyone knows, well, kind of everybody knows about it. But like, you know, like that hydro collider thing over in switzerland oh, you know? yeah they're yeah. learning about they prove the god particle which holds matter together i think i don't fucking know i had some guy who scientists in here explain it to me but i still can't fucking explain it to anybody <laughs> I, I sound like such a dickhead on that too i was just like oh the hydrocolonum okay <laughs> anyways particle the hydro accelerator the collider particle, yes. yeah it, it, it's a combination of those things but <laughs> this is this is like all this information is available because of fucking the internet and like how connected we are it's like it's like the internet was um going to the, like the neural pathways it was like fucking it was like fucking giving the masses like a bunch of mushrooms it's like let's connect all these neural pathways fire off all these connections and have everybody you know and have everybody see shit for how it is Kind of. I mean, Trump is still in office, so. and 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 have everyone comment on all the YouTube videos that us <laughs> artists release. Yes, exactly. Now, th- now that's. I mean, so I, I'm definitely an artist uh, that likes that loves to go on my favorite bands web like YouTube's or just any YouTube's that come in my consciousness and go to the comments <laughs> and like and just see if they. Well, for, first I like to digest. 
about 20 seconds of the video. <laughs> like I have like a formula for it. Like mm -hmm. it, 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 20 seconds of the YouTube video, my own, and then I want to think something. First thought, Craig, okay? And then I go into the YouTube comments, and if someone hits that comment within like five top comments, yeah. And it and it it's usually it, and then yeah. I, and that gives me like reassurance and positivity in in the connection of humanity. Yeah, in a way. Because yeah, and I mean maybe, it, and it's not negative. It's it's both negative and positive. Right, it's right. not just like negative skeptics, like right. oh ripping off that ripping that new Lady Gaga music video, right. which of course I'm trolling on. Is that what the term is? Trolling on <laughs> YouTube. Is. On I'm, I'm always on the Lady Gaga. No, it, I, mean, you know what I mean trolling. I think is when you're like. Oh, that's you, that's different, right? <laughs> trolling is when you're like talking shit. Oh, mostly. Okay. <laughs> I, I think what you're talking about is just sort of like you're just sort of going through the catalog yeah, or something. Well, well and, and even 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 like what just makes talking. Uh, no. what, what makes someone searching like what? Yeah, searching. But what makes searching. someone? You know, we're all trying to search. I'm like, I'm I'm always searching for new music and and just like, oh, this new this artist put out a new a new song. Let's check out the video and their expression of it. And you know, it's just like. The, the the YouTube comments, it, 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 like I I'm not sure if there should be comments or if there shouldn't be. Yeah. Because they 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 you know they they definitely dictate the just like a critic does sort of dictates the narrative of how you're supposed to consume right. this type of artwork. Yeah, but I really you know do love I mean? them sometimes. The YouTube and, comments. And, and I know. When I look at it, a, some song, you know, how many times do I just play a song like, and I use YouTube. To play a song that I want to hear, and then look you know, at the Noodle House and like, too, and you, you like, you know. oh, let's just play this song on YouTube, you know. And then you look at all these comments, thousands of comments, people just talking about how much they love it, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes that's pretty nice. It is nice, but I, I, and I love, you know, as awful as it is, I love the trolls who are just like, this is a piece of shit. I hope your mom dies from sucking on too because many cocks, you son of a bitch. Yeah, you know, like, like, then you get the anti-trolls that are fighting back, like, yeah. you up, son bro. of a bitch, you don't even understand this song. Yeah. You won't ever yeah. get it. You won't ever get it the way yeah. I do. I hope your mom chokes out a fucking bunch of dicks <laughs> and dies from all the cocks. Okay. But... That's funny because my wife had she put up these uh, belly breathing videos that she used to send to her um, her students when she first would get a new student. She had these videos that she would send. And she's like, "Okay, um, I'm glad to have you as a new student. Check out these videos, and then let's talk about these videos um, for your first lesson, so you can kind of get a jump start on you know what we're going to cover." So she, put them, she puts them up on YouTube, sends them out. So YouTube, of course, like now she has like a couple thousand hits on them. And all of a sudden you get these comments where it's like, what what a beautiful Annie. And then it has another oh. guy who is just like, oh, yeah, I could live in that Annie. Oh. <laughs> and so my wife's just like, what the fuck? What do I do? Yeah, but like there's this one that has like thousands of hits because it's like, people are looking at his belly button porn there's like <laughs> there's like a dude who's like talking in spanish about fucking <laughs> about her any it's a it's a, oh beautiful any oh my god i could live in that any that's awesome and honestly it i, I it's the, so, <laughs> i love that though i love so it. the sad thing about all this too is i, I was just watching this one of the, I, got, I fell into one of these rabbit holes on youtube where it's it's about the van life this mm. in which you're about to live and and johnny Woo. is already living and it's this this classic Instagram couple that met at USC. 
that um, that's living the van life and they have the professional photography equipment including the drone that's always following them and (laughs) they have a perfectly edited video to the hippest uh, latest naked and famous song you know (laughs) and and it's just like and and of course the the first 30 seconds and the screenshot of the video is a shot of her butt in a bikini of course And, 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 and 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 so it all comes down to Really, who are the? Are, is it mostly guys that are on the internet on YouTube, and are we mostly looking for belly button porn or butt bikini <laughs> what, shots? What can like we jerk core. off to? It's, yes. it's a new. It's 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 the newest softcore variety because we're sick of hardcore. Obviously, you can find it where you want it. Right, we're over it. Right, we just want that. That we want the the weird fetishy yeah, stuff. Yeah, and we we want it real. We want yeah. like it to be like just a belly button. Right. Yeah. And that's sexy. <laughs> I mean, I mean that doesn't do it for me, but like you know, for some people, that's like they could live in that any. You know what I'm saying? Like they could fucking just camp that's what out they there. Said. That's what they say. <laughs> I mean, who <laughs> fucking knows? You know? um, but yeah, man, like it's a uh, the internet's a beautiful thing, man. It, it's a beautiful thing where people can express themselves and like and, and, and like for bands like the Varigolds, it's you guys are able to. Uh, you know, expand your audience online without these gatekeepers kind of keeping you back, and you don't have to worry about these assholes. Fucking, who's gonna put out your album? It's like, I'm, we're gonna put out our album. Fuck you, and we're gonna be able to distribute it in, in throughout the entire world. And we might not get that much pay off of it, but but the important part is the message. And then you can go and, out and, and send, it's t- it's more it's way more accessible and at a mo- mo- mostly higher quality format than MySpace was. Mm-hmm. So that's my like you know thumbs up to spotify at right. least for that i mean i am a spotify user too oh, so me too me you know too. What I mean? yeah we yeah. All, all you know musicians i was listening that have, to your like, album on spotify right and and thank you for that and and honestly it has turned into real money so yeah. we actually do get checks like yeah. that can help pay for gear on a month-to-month basis because of listening to spotify so yeah. even though it's a small amount nothing like what it used to be like it's still it's still something, something. Yes. and it, and it gets the art out there yeah. you know and you can get a part of a playlist with you know I don't yeah. I don't even know all that kind of crazy there's all these extra games oh, yeah, now guys, that have been invented you guys that, you know? got onto a playlist recently right well spotify put us on their discover weekly playlist yeah. which basically once you put out the album anyone whose art they algorithmically or some something like align yourself to uh, then they they throw it up in in their like weekly playlist. So you just hit Discover Weekly if you're a Spotify user. And you're like, all right, what the fuck? You know what's going on with this? We got yeah. Naked and Famous. We got Fanagram. We got XX. We got Fleet Foxes. Varigals. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh shit! Like, who the hell are the? Who yeah. are these guys? These guys came out of nowhere. And I mean, and that's like that's amazing that they. So that that's it's such a it's it's so hard to even comprehend that as a as an artist and come to grips with it because you you like you hate it because you kind of feel like your art's being sort of undervalued and all these plays and with the record industry mm-hmm. like you know but then also you, the exposure and and help that you can get to have your art potentially connect with um users that you are people that you would never know right. you know it's just like it's amazing and and like <laughs> fuck dude once you connect those people and once you have an audience in this region which you can find out like where these uh, can you find out on Spotify or maybe that's just on the podcast um, because you can yeah. find out actually which city is actually listening most to, well, the podcast I can see 
Um, wow. So I can so I can see like L.A. has this many listens, San Diego has this many listens. Which it's funny that like L.A. and New York and all these places have way more listens than San Diego. You know, well, I'll tell you why. It's I mean, in those in those cities in L.A. and New York, where I feel like most people are listening to podcasts there, yeah. and whether they're on the commute, on the bus, mm-hmm. on the subway, on the MTS, whatever, or they're just in their cubicle and they're nine to five and they're just trying to escape from their their whole world out there um where they're still doing the work but they can keep their brain entertained and just you know get get some get some uh electronics flowing through there you know yeah man stimulation Stimulation, when i worked my cubicle job i would always (laughs) any chance i got fucking had that fucker in because (laughs) i i dude that shit is fucking mind numbing Oh, what what do you have a day job or you just do music? Uh, I do um, I do like websites and I I, oh, I work I work remotely so uh, yeah I just yeah. I just have my I do I build websites and that kind of stuff and keep it as flexible as I can so that I can work around uh, the creative process and keep our brand band practices going and uh, and just writing and you know do you shows guys, and everything yeah do you guys plan doing extensive touring at all or what well, what's um the next plan yeah we, we we don't we try not to plan too much but we do oh, we do plan up a little bit yeah <laughs> in the short term yeah we definitely want to tour <laughs> no yeah we, we're we're definitely out for touring um we we haven't been out of san diego too much uh we do have an la like industry showcase uh, in in a couple weeks, oh, awesome. um, and so we're we're trying to be we're, we're not we're not the type of band. I mean, I I come from like kind of that punk rock ethos a bit, where it's like DIY. Let's right. get in the van and let's just go out to Idaho and play right. to a bunch of twenty people at bars and stuff. But we're we're a little we're not really you know we're not really that into that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to be a little more craft crafty about it and and. Um, not to say that we're not willing to take the risks of that, but it's like we want to we want to keep making our art as good as possible and get it out so that people and just be a little more smart about it so that people from those Idaho or wherever they are, they they would already have heard something or have been tasted a little yeah. little taste. Get a little taste of this, and then you come out to the show, right? Because exactly. otherwise, you go out, you go out to nowhere. Right. No one knows you, of course. How are they gonna yeah. get a taste, man? Of course. So it, it seems like it makes sense, but I don't know. There's a lot of these bands that just like go on tour for the just the sake of go on mm. touring, and I don't, I don't really. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's cool. It's like any excuse to take a trip, right? Uh, in a van or anywhere. Yeah like for your own personal like gain is awesome but as far as the music and the band goes like we we really care a lot about the music we make and we want it to be uh displayed in 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 the right ways and you know and whatever that means and if that's 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 unfortunately it's meant us to have to um at this point to not be able to like spread out as much as we can but we're starting to make steps with that yeah uh we're doing like an industry showcase in a couple weeks um on at the sun on the sunset strip at this place called the live at the sunset marquee okay and it's just basically uh yeah a little deal where you know we're trying to we're trying to up this level but do it with enough control and and it's going to be interesting to see when people are like well i want to take a little control over that i want yeah because obviously that's what happens and uh you know we like we we but at this point we've we have a maturity where we know what we want to sound like we we trust our collective instincts mm. more than we trust any producer's instincts yeah and so if so if ben has a problem with it if i have a problem with it if jennifer has a problem with it elliot has a problem with it 
then it's no go. Right. So we we really were that's that's the that's the foundation of our band, and and it doesn't matter what where what what festivals or anything like. That's that, that's gonna be the real. That's the real of, of the sound. Hey, that's the Varigolds, man. That's I like it. the I like that, man. The, a true democracy, mm-hmm. which man, <laughs> which can be fucking intense because it's like shit. I I I I've always you know like I've always I, I've always liked that whole democracy thing, but I've always found that when you have someone who's central and making the decisions. And even if it's not what everybody wants, um, shit gets done faster and just more streamlined. And not to say that you guys, what you guys are doing is stupid or anything, because like I respect that and it works for you guys. And you guys are a great band, and you guys do you know fucking cool shows, and so it works. But like I've just been in those situations, like that first band I was talking about with the asshole with my drum pad, my drum pad. Fuck <laughs> it, you know like. He wanted to make all the decisions. He wanted to, he was trying to write out all these contracts and shit and he wanted people like that have certain percentages and, and like we weren't even shit. We weren't even shit yet and he he was trying to take hold and that didn't work. But then I've been in that situation where it, like someone is just running, managing, doing all the work, fucking and and we fucking do a lot of shit, you know. So I don't know. It's I don't know where I, I was like going with that. I feel like the thing, the, the thing that's kept us like going and afloat, and and I, I mean, obviously, there's definitely we've been we've been going at this for four years now at this point, and you know, there's 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 been a couple minor snags in yeah. any relationship, you know, but we but it comes down to like. Eh, it, it's just it, it's definitely about putting like when we when we're in the room together and we're in we're in the practice space and we come in on Tuesdays and Thursdays mm-hmm. as, as as our time we all of all of like everything is left at the door it's yeah. it's like a team sport man like right. we're kind of you know it's a hybrid we're we're fr- we're best friends but we're also like respect like what we what we create like right. we respect the creative process and we want to incur we encourage that in in each other and we don't want we don't want to be someone to put up a wall against someone's part yeah and so there's obviously there's there's times that come in the creative process where you're like well i think it should go this way i (laughs) think it should go you know and and you 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 just you you attack it you 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 hit it face on you know he hits he uh, elliot comes at me with a drum beat he wants a different feel to it At first, you know, you're like, oh, but I, but okay, no, like we 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 definitely we we trust each other's instincts, and it's about like really, I I feel like that that is the that is the goal. Every musician, like I, I all these musicians that I know, and I know a lot of them that are ex- excellent musicians. Mm-hmm. They're like the best players ever, right? But they're horrible at just giving someone what they want or at least yeah. exploring that pathway. Mm. Explore the pathway of what your guitar player says. Yeah. Explore the pathway of your singer of anything. Let it happen and then kind and then and then maybe argue yeah. a, a point. But you really play it out of just your 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 own intuition, keep that groove. That's your number one groove. Yeah. Get out of get out of your groove, man. Right. Get out of your groove. Play to someone else's groove, and may fucking be better than your own groove. For sure. And I I, I like that a lot because that that's what I like about Concrete Project. We're all like super good friends. I mean, we don't do a, we don't get a whole lot of shit done, but like when we do write, we're able to be like, can you try this? And 
of course there's resistance it's like why fuck that no <laughs> fuck you it's like okay let's just try it let's all calm down we'll just see how it sounds <laughs> see i told you it sucked <laughs> you know? that's just stupid and like and that's how fucking ideas come they live or die you know it's mm-hmm. like fucking let's and, try and time it, tells it time out. time just you know i feel like ev- like even even the toughest bands where like there's a lot of like ego things and mm-hmm. things going on if you play that song four times in front of an audience and it's kind of like like the vibe just ain't there the band is the number one thing that feels the vibe so you can you you know what goes into your set list and i feel like that's you got to hold that so dear to you and that 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 is what part of like the essence of of a band and the that that goes into the magic of the experience you know yeah totally uh so who's the primary writer for the band or do you guys all bring songs ben it's pretty I think it's pretty um, equal. Yeah, you guys all yeah. have like like we all cool. just sort of make it together, you know, just like so someone doesn't come in with a chord progression and be like, oh, check this out, or they like how does it? I'm just curious. How well, it's it works. yeah, it's pretty organic, you know. Everybody's just um, piping in with an idea, like no, we should do this. Like wait, this might be a nice chord, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it is. It's not like. Like, like the there's been a couple songs where like I feel like Jenna has kind of had like more of it fleshed out, mm-hmm. you know, which are kind of the folksier ones, which mm-hmm. basically are Sky Pipe and Walk on Water. Okay, those are a little more like, mm, but then it's like, you know, there. But then she brings it in and she wants us to like screw with it because otherwise they just end up like kind of singer songwriter yeah, sort yeah. of songs yeah. and she knows so like she's like all right let's varigold's this yeah yeah, yeah. bam put that stamp on it you yeah, know yeah. and then it becomes just we want to we we try to bring it into that trip realm of of uh you know existential optimism like who knows man just what, whatever like there's e- e- words can't define it but, but we know something out there exists and we're, right. and we're searching for it and we're all collectively reaching right for that sound oh yeah and uh it and it and there's a big like you know diagram of that a venn diagram where that just all aligns with us you know? yeah man so it so yeah so there's so you know i mean so i say those songs which are the folksier songs yeah those emanate like the chord progressions for example like are a little more like okay jenna came in with a little thing but then it's like but where did how did that song you know it's it's someone no one ever brings in a song like hey like check you know check this out i got this all fleshed out the bridge is here the chorus is here uh, here we go this is the rhythm it's on the four the 119 <laughs> not the 120 the 119 go you know I mean? yeah, yeah go yeah <laughs> it's it's there's n- there's none of that and cool. that's and there never will be any of that and and, and 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 yeah, <laughs> there never will be man no that's it man yeah i i i try to do that sometimes with some bands that I play with you, you played with a lot of different so I mean the t- the experience you have is interesting because you, you there's a, you've played with a lot of different bands you've you've been your you've had your own organic bands yeah. started from scratch nothing you've also been hired gun and popped into all these types of experiences mm-hmm. where you know you got the singer dictating things or yeah. you have a producer behind right. the scenes dictating hey this is what's up and it's just like I mean, what 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 do you think of all that whole thing, man? Like, <laughs> well, for me, I I I tend to lean more on. I like the idea of coming in with something completely fleshed out, and then and then um, 
having the band explore it and change it around. It used to be hard for me when I'd be like, no, this is how it goes. You know, when you're younger, you're like, no, mine, me, me, me. But as I get older, it's like, yeah, this is a communal experience. Um, I, I always just see when it's a, a central person. When when I'm hired on to do someone's gig, um, a great example, actually, is the B-side players. I got a chance to sit in with Carlos and this band. Is Beto in that? Yeah, Beto's still Beto. the, the drummer. Yeah, yeah. He's so badass. He's a cool dude. Yeah, everybody in that band is cool as fuck. Um, did we meet that guy? Yeah, Bet- we met Beto uh, when we did that Rock 105.3 iHeart thing yeah. because he hosts the 92.5 oh, like, nice. station or something. And he's like, hey, like Mar- Marty from Rock 105.3 who features local bands a lot. He's like, come in and meet Beto. He's a really good guy. Oh, nice. And then, and, uh, yeah, and he was, he's just, it's so, am- it yeah. was amazing to see him in his workshop just like. I didn't even know doing, he did all that he, shit. Yeah, he hosts like a radio, you know, 92.5, which is like the, you know, like the yeah. slow jam classic yeah, thing. Yeah, he yeah. does like, he does like a thing there. I the iHeart studio cool. is crazy. But anyways, yeah. He uh yeah, no what what I liked about that band, it was it was very clean uh it was very clean cause like Carlos is the primary writer. He flushes out ma- most everything and then he has his band come in and kind of work around, but it mostly stays in that. His band works like fucking clockwork. They all know the songs. They all fucking like. They don't really. They don't really need to rehearse. I had to fucking. I didn't get even. He just was like, "Hey, learn these songs." And then half of them we didn't even play. <laughs> and then half of the songs that we did play, he didn't send to me. Which I'm not trying to talk shit on Carlos. <laughs> that's just how he operates. Because he fucking he calls a song and we gotta go. And that's and that's what's expected. So he hires the musicians that he feels that are are capable of doing that. I like wow. that. I would like rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, right. I do appreciate, it. but what I've seen the cleanest running bands with the most success have always been like a band that has a central guy doing the songs. You have room to play, you know. You have room to improv, but um, you know, here's the songs. You, this is how we're doing it. That's what I've seen in my experience is the best running way to do it. And then, I mean, the fun way is to sort of flush things out as a band, and maybe you have this idea, and that. that's cool. But it, those bands that it's I've been basically a part of. communism. <laughs> I mean, and you know, like communism, it's like obviously everyone almost can like universally say it's a gr- like a great thing, but in practice, right? It's like oh Jesus, right? Like, yeah, turn into a repressive regime like North well, Korea or you know something like yeah, that, yeah. like, but it's but at the same you know that so it, i mean but then it also you can you know can you, you can compare it to communism but you can also compare it to a commune i mean right. is that is that that's obviously a similar latin root i'm right. sure someone you know from away with words can <laughs> chime in on this yeah, yeah. Uh, but but um you know so but so you can place it into the communist but now if you think of it as like a commune utopia thing which is almost what ocean beach is every wednesday <laughs> yeah. for the farmers market right, right. right like it's ben's ben ben i met met him for uh, dinner at the joint uh just like an you know an hour before this and he's walking around and he's like telling me like Dude, this is like the utopia right now of San Diego. Every you look around, people smile at you. Yeah. You make eye contact. It's you have little conversations. He knows like twenty percent of the people here because he has his roots here and he right. works at a restaurant here. And, exactly. And it and people embrace that community aspect of it. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of just, I feel like you you can take that kind of philosophy and try to apply it. Um, you know, in into yeah. your own creative endeavors. Well. <laughs> 
I like I was saying, like with with Carlos, he kind of lets the band play. He 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 always says that. He, that's what he said to me. He's like, just have fun with it, man. Just you know, play your part, but have fun. And so I I did. And like, what I like doing is fucking with effects. And so I like to make fucked up sounds and on the keyboard. Were you playing on the keyboard? Yeah, with yeah. Him, so uh, like, I'll have um I'll have fucking my delay pedal and shit going. And 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 he liked it. He was like, oh, that's awesome. I like. I really like what you're doing there. Um, but like on the other hand. When uh, me and my wife was doing a band together, mm. um, there was always a sense of confusion within the band because I would write the music section of it and she would do the lyrics, but every, but it was her name on the band. So like it was always confusion where I'd be like, no, I don't like that. And then we'd fucking, because we'd go at each other's throats in the Ooh. band situation. So... <laughs> So I've learned that I need to step away from that. And she does her own thing now. She has her own band. They play the songs that I wrote for her. And that's awesome. And they do it way wow. better than I do it. So I love that. I love that they do that. And then if we do an acoustic thing, we do this. So I've learned wow. that like, I've learned that if it's someone's project and it's their thing, it's like, that's, that's how it goes. You know? Mm-hmm. And e- even though I write some of the songs for that, if I went back into the, if I went back into her project, which I'll probably end up doing in the, sometime, um, it'd be a supporting I'd be role, like, you know, right? yeah, I'm hired. And especially just over these last few years of being someone who's a hired gun, you learn that that's your role. You're like, you're, you know, you play what we told you. We're paying you to play this, so fucking play it, stupid. You know, like, yeah. and that's fine with me because I'm getting paid for it, and that's what that's cool. So you know, and plus I'm getting older, <laughs> like, and resistance well, is futile. So it's like, it's all well, gonna happen. Like, I feel like as you know, as I've been getting older, because I I was before this band, I was in another blues rock band in San Diego, and. We, we did this hybrid model of playing. Um, we'd play shows at Longboards and PB yeah. and, and Gallagher's before it was THC. and uh, But then also have our own material and stuff like that. And, and it, you know, you're, you're just figuring out as a band. You don't know what to do. You don't know what gigs to take. Oh, right. someone, a bar offers you six $700 no. for a Saturday night Longboard show. Yeah. You're going to take it because then guess what? You take that money and you spend it on the studio mm-hmm. to, to capture your stuff. So oh, you're like... Yeah. This sounds like a pretty good idea. Makes, yeah, makes yeah. like rational sense. However, let me be the first to tell you, I any any musician that wants to write like creative original music and has found people that actually are, like they can collaborate mm-hmm. with and make that happen, do not do that. Do not do the hybrid model. Yeah. Do not do the we're gonna do the bar gigs to pay for the studio time. Mm. Don't no. do it. Don't like. There's not even like like I'm just like. I'm telling you, what happens is you get you, you you're playing Rolling Stone covers, you're playing the Meters covers. So, so you're, talking about, you're talking about covers, right? Specifically, yeah. covers. I, I, yeah, and I'm actually I'm kind of talking about covers, and yeah, I'm talking about covers specifically. Covers slash fucking originals. You throw in right. between and, yeah, the covers. Th- th- yeah, exactly. Th- oh well, th- well, it's okay. We're gonna throw our originals and get the exposure to our originals right. in between the covers. You gotta all you guys out there that are musicians that are trying to do bands. Okay, have a band that's doing originals. If if you're doing originals, of course you can throw a cover in there yeah, that you put fun. your own slant on it yeah. or two. It doesn't but one or two at the most and you put your own unique slant on it, period. Okay? Moving on, if you want to if you still are just one of those musicians that want to get paid and do it, have a separate project for that, man. For sure. Keep that shit separate. I I agree with Keep that. Keep it separate. 
I agree with that. That's what I've I've learned that lesson kind of the hard way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I gotta say, like, I'm and, and you know, you're you're in an interesting position because you, you you know I feel like you do have that. You have yeah. like your original stuff. Yeah, totally. You have your stuff, other stuff, and yeah. I I think diversification as a musician is probably like one of the healthiest elements that you can do creatively and, and keep yourself I think so. afloat. I, you know? I think that just like with everything in life, you know, it's like you can't just be stuck on doing this one thing. It's like I love playing the keys, but I also like playing the guitar. I also like playing the bass, and sometimes I'll get hired to do that shit. Mm-hmm. But I also like recording. <laughs> I also like fucking looking at gear porn. I, you know, so... <laughs> You know, I like the podcast too. So, like, if I was just, I feel like if I was just doing like covers, just getting paid as a hired gun, I feel like it would turn into just a fucking job. Like, it's my cubicle. You yeah, know, it's exactly. my cubicle job. Oh, the bar, the bar in PB with all those gorgeous <laughs> girls and bikinis, that can easily become a cubicle. And oh, trust me, I know it sounds a little weird to like picture sound. a cubicle with like bikini girl stuff. Oh, but yes, yeah. it gets old very it does. quickly. Yeah, and. You know, and if that's the life you want to live, that's fine. I yeah. mean, tons of musicians fucking work, and that's awesome. I like, I like to have. You have to have some kind of like original mode of expression, you know, on the side though. It, it can't just be that. It can't just be one thing. You got to be fucking open to variety. What is it? Variety is the spice of life. <laughs> um, do you guys want to play a game and call it a night? A game? A game, yes. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm going to see if I can fucking trigger and this. And what are the stakes? Um, the Okay, hold on. Let me... Oh, my God. Look at this fucking piece of fucking shit. It's going to happen. Here we go. Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, Tetris. So the name of the game is how much does it cost on Craigslist? <laughs> So I'm, I, it's like it's like a price of right Craigslist, yeah, right? Exactly. Fuck. Pens over here. I can use I'm my phone. A, oh, I usually have a pen. And shit. It's all right. It's don't worry about. Where's, where's your? Uh, where's my where's, pen? Where's your board, dude? You don't have your your list. It's, he always has up. his like waiter list where he takes. Oh, yeah. He takes orders. That that song was uh, called Walking on Water, right? That was yeah, like, Walk on Water. Walk on Water. Okay. I'm just going to make notes for myself. Sorry. Um, okay. So the name of the game is how much does it cost on Craigslist? Um, basically, you, uh, I'm going to read a listing off Craigslist. I'll show you the picture. And you guys are going to guess uh, how much you think it costs. And it's whoever is closest to the cost is wins. So since there's only two of you, we'll do two out of three. <laughs> and then so uh, um, at the end whoever loses there's no winners there's only losers well kind of <laughs> whoever loses it doesn't get enough right uh, has to wear the Joe mask there until the end of the show and then we'll take a picture and then it's the end of the show so uh, so, so that creepy mask is doing right, well, it sh- it, I should say beforehand that I don't know anything about money okay are we talking about money Prices? Yes. What, what kind of objects? <laughs> what kind of objects are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking. We're talking about money. We're talking because I always seem to think that I have a lot of money, but I really don't. That's me. You know, I never think I have a lot of money, so I, I always I'm think I do. I always think I do. That's right. I wish I could have that <laughs> mentality. Um. Okay, so let's just try it, and, you know, I mean, it's all good. It's just a fun game. Oh, and if you get it exactly right, if you get the prize exactly right, 
you get to choose a pin there off the wall, which we have uh, Nick Nolte's mug shot. We have Catchy Side Girl, No Muslim oh. Band, Not My Present, Foe. I think there's a, I don't know what happened to, oh, Michael Jordan crying. Is that Spock? Face. Do I see a Spock up there? No. You see Cameron. Oh, I, that's not, I thought it was. Um, the Westworld Maze, um, Air Jordan, original Air Jordan. Michael Jordan crying in space. Michael Jordan crying, white background. Anyways, so there's lots to choose wow. from up there. Oh, wait, what's that in the very middle? Um, is that a maze? Is yeah, that that's the Westworld maze. Oh, oh awesome. I know oh, that. Gosh. I watched that show. And that I, show is amazing. Yeah, I liked oh, it a lot. Do you guys like Game of Thrones too? Oh, yeah. yeah I've been like watching it. it. Uh, I, I've been catching up. My roommates have been catching me up. Yeah. Slash bandmates. My roommates are... The, the bandmates. Band you, it's all one, really. You guys don't live together, right? Oh, well, you Craig lives about two blocks down the road. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, although he was the first person to live in the house that we all live in. Oh, okay. And then it's it's a big oh, it's a big story, you know. But and you guys live in Point Loma, Crown Point, Crown Point. Crown Point. Yeah, nice. I'm from Point Loma, but now it's Crown Point. Crown Point. Can you still drink out there? I heard you could drink out. It's there. It's a whole other world. You can drink on the beach there, right? Uh, you, oh, you, the, the, you, the yeah, bay, you, you the bay of rolled. Yeah, you, you can you, drink oh. if you're if you're floating on the bay. Yeah, I think that's the technicality. If, oh. if you're in a floaty on the bay, you can drink. But if you're on the sand, you're gonna get rolled. Okay, okay. By the I haven't ATP done that cut. yet. It sounds dangerous. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm trying to pull. I found this funny one. Okay, this one's kind of funny. Um. Okay, this is out of Portland, Oregon. Okay. Not Maine. Portland. Portland, Oregon. Uh, this is a front counter with lottery scratch. It's inserts. It's. I think that's a. I think that's. A, I'll show you a picture afterward. I'll just read. It. 126 inches long by 32 inches deep, and so it's just a like literally a front counter. Fuck, Zan. Why are you calling me right now? Go away. Okay, so. Here's the here it is. So it's like literally someone's front counter at like a like a, a carryout or Portland. something in Portland. Yeah, it looks like a buffet counter. Kind of, but it's it, it has the little is, scratch. Is it a residential g- property or commercial property? Uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, it's definitely like in someone's like like I don't know barn or something. Yeah, so it's it was pulled area. out of like a carryout or a liquor store. Mm. And put in them, and it has a little okay. lotto thing there for you. What would you, so, what would you say? So, ben? who wants to go first? Oh. <laughs> you want to try first, Ben? $700. $700. All right. I'm going to go. Mm, I'm going to go about th- $450. $450. Okay. Let's see, Craig. God, I went too high. I just know it. I went too high. You can go over. It's just whoever's closest. Oh, oh. so like yeah, unlike yeah, the Price, not is, price right. is Right rules. So yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like it, but not really. I mean, it's really just whoever's closest, and with two people, it's either or, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Oh, I can't do the fucking effect. Bring. I have some. <laughs> Here we go. Maybe. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actual retail price on Craigslist. It's twelve hundred. Ben, you got Whoa. it, baby. You got Bobby. it. There we go. <laughs> so Ben gets the first one. So Ben, if you get the second one, you win, and Craig will have to wear the mask till the end of the show. But you can come back, Craig. You can come back. There's always a comeback. I'm in it to win it. So let's see. This could be the end of the game. This very quick game. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um. 
how about this? How about a... Sorry, I got to wait for it to load again, I guess. How about antique oak gun display cabinet out of Irvine, California? Antique oak. They take their guns seriously <laughs> over in Orange County. Antique wood... Antique oak wood gun display cabinet features solid oak throughout, six padded long gun rails, locking beveled glass doors, and lower locking dual oak doors for ammo. Um, pistols, etc., comes with a key. Oh, okay. He put his period there and then just started a <laughs> sentence midway through. <laughs> I believe to be original finish, possibly made in Scotland, holds six rifles or shotguns. A handsome way to store and display your guns and ammunition. Oh, wow. Oh, that, that, that is a, an <coughs> indicator right there. It's very handsome. A so handsome. a very handsome way to display your Ooh, guns. Oh, shit. Orange County, handsome. Wow. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do first guess then. Um, no. <laughs> Does Ben get to? No, you can if you want to. Go ahead. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm like acting like there's real rules in this fucking game. Yeah, no, all right. Craig. All right. No, no. Uh, all right. I'm going to gotta shoot a little big on this one because of the way the guy is really just I mean, setting this up. He knows what he's doing. Um, 35, 40, four grand. Four grand. Craig says four grand. Ben, what what what, what do you think there, bud? 17,000. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's uh, okay, so... Okay, just, I'm not doing that again, so I'll just do a drum roll. Can I get a drum roll, guys? Okay, actual retail price on Craigslist is... Fifteen hundred. So Craig did get it because he's closest. Fifteen. Oh, that's a steal. That's a steal. I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> it's oh. I guess the game will go on. That, and so this is sudden. This is it right here. Not sudden, yeah. but this this one right here will be the determining guess. Okay. Oh yes, here it is. This is the one I was trying to find earlier. Okay, so this is. Come on, fuck face. Um, this is a vintage stuffed and mounted pheasant. So this is uh, a little morbid. A little I morbid. know about those birds. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, like like a lot about them? Well, I read this book when I was a kid called Danny the Champion of the World. It's all about pheasants. Does he, like, how is he the champion? Does he, like, kill off well, pheasants? He kills a ton of them. Oh. And he feeds about a thousand people. That's very nice. It's <laughs> a very yep. nice story. <laughs> well, okay, this is very quick. Vintage stuffed and mounted pheasant. Taxidermy in excellent condition. So we'll go ahead and take a look at the little feller there. Well, like, also, uh, that's what they look like. Yeah. What city is this in? Oh, um, uh, excuse me. I think this is actually... Derbinghamshire, England. This is San Francisco. So we're going Bay Area. Expensive there. I don't know if that'll be a factor, but uh, you want to go first. Wait, remind me about the pheasant. How many ways is it, is it stuffed? Um, I don't know. It didn't say. I'm it's sorry. It's stuffed and it's... Oh, it's mounted. Else? It's mounted? Mounted, yes. It's mounted pheasant. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to say 900. Mm. No, God. Can I take it back? No, you already That's said it. Okay, that, okay. That is uh, one of those. Okay. That's what, okay. what were you going to say, though? 
I'm sticking with 900. Okay. Stick with 900. <laughs> once it's out of the mouth, that that is one of the rules. Uh, once it's <laughs> once you puke That's it a legit rule. So if you're like going to be like 900, no, wait, wait. If it was halfway out, you could have done it. No, I, I said it. I said yeah, it. It was a. It was a complete. It was a complete. Complete jizz. Sentence, yes. Um. So yeah, damn, that's tough. Cause I was gonna. I think that's close. You to like pheasants, right, Craig? Yeah, uh, I do. I do. I appreciate them in the wild. Um. We're gonna go seven hundred. Seven hundred dollars. Okay. Can I get a drum roll, guys? Actual retail price on Craigslist, $225. Craig <laughs> with Ben, I'm yeah. sorry. You got cut. Under, you, you, you shot over, so you're going to have to wear that mask. It has been recently disinfected. You guys swab this thing out regularly? Um, not <laughs> regularly, but it has been recently disinfected. You might want to take it from the back. It might be all fucking weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um. Okay. Well, how can people find uh, the Varigolds? Um, well, how if can you get the new single? Yeah. What's the blog you write for? Um. You know what? You can find the Varigolds by just uh, remembering marigolds, like the flower, and then just remembering there's a V to it, and then just like finding that. You know, just find the Varigolds. It's a, we're a flower. You know, <laughs> <You> just <laughs> find them. Yeah, and the, and the blog, the blog I like, I contribute to is called Listen SD, and they they cover um, a lot of the indie and uh, the punk scenes of, from Mexico and San Diego, and uh, hip hop or in reggae. Which you know, we got it. We're I'm trying to branch every. You know, we're trying to be all inclusive in that. Um, but yeah, it, th- this podcast ain't gonna come out before tomorrow, is it? No, so, no, yeah. no. <laughs> I was gonna promote a show oh. for them. You know, well, <laughs> anybody, if anybody's watching on Facebook, um, oh, th- yeah. they can know. So, what's the cool. show? Well, on? the show is tomorrow night at the Music Box, uh, and there's uh, a couple, you know, a few great brands out there. It's it's presented by Listen SD, the Mud Howlers, uh, Dream. Dream something. God damn, I can't remember his name. Mike Mike Turry from the Wild Wild Wets is project. Dream joints. Of course. Joints. Can't remember okay. the word joints. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But uh yeah, it's a great show out there tomorrow. And um yeah, but you know, thanks thank you all for listening. Really appreciate yeah. being on this podcast. Hey, and man. thank you, Mike, for uh reaching out to us well, and inviting thank you. us out I here. I appreciate man. it, man. <laughs> I'm I'm glad we got to actually do this, man. Fucking Yeah, thanks Mike. Thanks for the mask. <laughs> <laughs> here, no, I need a here, let's I need, take a picture yeah. real quick. Everybody smile. <laughs> ben smile. All right. Also, this is probably the last podcast I'm going to do in this studio. What an honor. Oh, well. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. That is a good picture. You're welcome. (laughs) Sexy boy. I'm having too much fun. (laughs) It's all right. All right. Well, so wait, so there's no varigolds.com or anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a varigolds.com, too. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be our manager? Oh, uh, no. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I know. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't manage well. <laughs> I I just don't care enough about other people's problems. Can, can I shout out a couple shows at least? Oh, from please the band? do. Of course. Um, I guess the next show we're playing is we're opening for the Naked and Famous. We're probably gonna get sued for that. Nice. Um, because they 
said some things that we can't say in our social media, but this isn't social media. So I'm going to go ahead and sue us if you find this, Naked and Famous. Uh, We're opening for them (laughs) at the Tour de Fat in two weeks on July 8th. Why couldn't why wait a minute, I don't get it. Why, <laughs> why what happened? I they they said if you want to use any verbiage about uh, the show for the tour de fat which we want to battle the bands for, um, and we're opening for the naked and famous. Uh, if you want if you want to use any verbiage, you need to approve it by us. So we said, oh. all right, like this is our verbiage. Hi, excited to be opening for yeah. the naked and famous at the tour de fat San Diego. You know, very basic, like yeah, not, yeah. you know. And they're like, yeah, it's a little too risque. Okay. Yeah, so I guess their management is is yeah. that kind of yeah, yeah, critical, yeah. Um, which yeah, is all right. We'd, but hate to, we'd hate to piss them off. Yeah, we don't want to piss them no, off. No, no, it's respect. But it, yeah, it's just it, it's respect. We'll they're they're an amazing band. Well, yeah, we love we'll we, we love them. I mean, they literally are like they're they're a huge influence. I mean, I feel like in terms of a vibe sound, they we we do fall into a, a part of our sound falls into that, and it's. I have mad respect for those guys. We're extremely excited to open up for them at the New Belgium Tour de Fat on July 8th. Um, and then also Where's we're that doing... At? That's at uh, Waterfront Park, uh, which is oh. where like Crossed Festival is held at and um, yeah, some other cool festivals. Uh, San Diego Bay. And then there's also one more event on August. Ugh, sometime in August. Um, at My, uh, We're opening for Milo Green at the Birch Scripps Birch Aquarium Whoa. in La Jolla. When the fuck did they start doing shows? They they they've been doing they they have a Green Flash concert series oh. which they do uh, during That's the summer. The beer, right? The beer, the, oh, the, the the brewing company Green Flash uh, puts on a um, you know a, a deal with um, with with the Scripps Birch Aquarium in UCSD, and they bring out an awesome stage, great sound, and you're right on top of the cliffs overlooking Scripps Pier, wow. and you get to tour through the Birch the Birch Aquarium, which is an amazing aquarium. Yeah, yeah so wonderful. They have a, they have amazing seahorses, which are like one of my favorite animals. I usually am wearing a seahorse oh, yeah, pendant. The seahorses are the best. The seahorses are the best, but and I also the dudes yeah. fucking have the babies. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the dudes of the seahorses have the babies. Yeah. So they hold the power. <laughs> That's right. Exactly, man. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm gonna attempt to do this. You know what? Since we did, um, since we did uh, cocaine New York f- opening, we'll do cocaine Miami to close this out on on this probably last. Hopefully, I can get Matt in here. Matt Smith wants to come back on. He has some stuff to promote. So hopefully, we'll do that when I come back here after my West Coast run. So we'll see if that happens. See if Matt can fit it in. All right, let's try it. Um, take care of fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. We'll see you next time. Love you guys. Peace.